Hey everyone, welcome to Snarf Talk with Chris and Jerry, and this is our podcast where we give you a behind-the-scenes look as we create a comic book. We're going to talk about TV, movies, comic books, and hopefully have a lot of guests, other writers, creators, and friends. Um, check us out at snarfcomics.com. You can check out our blog and follow along with everything we got going on. Also, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Snarf Comics, and please subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. Enjoy the episode. That is some good theme music. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Pretty exciting. Welcome to another wet and wild rendition of Snarf Talk. What? I'm what? Jerry Snyder. <laughs> it's wet and wild because it's been raining for two days. It is. It's basically or... like as you drive in your driveway, you just feel your truck sink down into it. Yes, the absolutely. slush, the the muck and the mire, the muckety muck. Mm, we're not getting into that. Because that's uh, it's rhymable, you know. You know what I mean. Anyway, D- adult content. Hmm? It's uh, welcome back to the uh, <laughs> Snarf Talk Podcast Emporium and Studio and Writing Emporium. The studio and Writing Emporium. Hey, bro. I feel like we've gotten some pretty good feedback on the old Top Twenty Movies Podcast. Yes. Let me ask yeah. you this: How many times over the last week have you thought of a movie and been like, "Damn it!" Oh, probably. I don't know, 19 yeah. out of 20. <laughs> so that wasn't a so definitive many. list. No, we'll have to do that again. We'll revisit it. Also, public apology for my intoxication that happened. Um, it's very noticeable and embarrassing. I don't it's think not a public apology is required now that you brought it up. Now people are going to go back and listen. Yeah, and laugh at me, and it's embarrassing. It's it was funny. And I'm going to apologize because it's not professional. What do you think about the super secret bonus? Oh, that I think should happen all the time. Has anybody uh, contacted you that didn't know about um, it, that just found no. it? No, actually nobody has. A couple people have for me, but I think most people didn't listen through the end credits. Yeah, wait, maybe somebody did. I think maybe one person. I think one person did. A whole bunch of people are like that, two no. podcasts back. Yes, absolutely. I get a lot of people saying that. Yeah. Which is fine. Totally cool. Sure. We're going to try and keep ahead of you. Yeah. I'm about 25 back on Joe Rogan. So, Oh, I, yeah. You've got to have days in order to listen to yeah. one episode. Yeah, it's kind of like this. Because uh, the Alex Jones episode of his was like four hours and 40 minutes. Oh, really? Yeah. I just listened to the other day. I had a long drive, so I listened to um, Sam Harris. Sam Harris. I don't know if I you heard that one. Yeah, it was I'm sure I did. Pretty new one. It was good. It was a good. One. I don't. I skip around a lot with him. Yeah, I just skip me around too. On things that if I'm like. interested in a guest, they man, they had a really good one with the whole Twitter people. Um, everyone in Twitter. Oh, really? Yeah. They. Um, it was this. I, I can't say her name because it was pronounced wrong probably 15 times on the on the podcast. And then, so it was like the president or CEO and then the president and CEO of public relations and whatnot of Twitter. And then this journalist called, his name was Tim Poole, I remember his name, and Joe Rogan. Um, so apparently there was like a bunch of backlash because he had those people on once before. And 
uh, the his viewership and fans didn't think he like pressed them hard enough. Okay, yeah, I heard that's what he was talking about on Sam Harris. Yeah, because they're talking like um, apparently they're saying blocking like, people. Twitter has people. like a super liberal like ideology, and they're doing it on purpose because of that. Um, and like this Tim Pool guy came with. Well, it's pretty came, much a fact. I mean, they're but they deny it. Of, well, course. of course. And Tim Pool came with a lot of facts. I mean, he was ready to play the game, you know, and he he definitely played the game, but he just presented better facts than they did, and they didn't like it. But it was a good podcast. It was, hmm. it was good to listen to. And whatever, I mean, whatever way you fall on that card, I don't care, but it was a good podcast. Hmm. So what's new in the life of uh, the snarf? The snarf. The snarf realm? Yeah. T-ball, baseball. Yeah, we have uh, Snarf Comics. Yep. Snarf slash Snarf Talk T-ball team. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. that's a thing that's happening. And it's going to be red instead of blue and white, but that's okay. Well, that's all right. we, we got don't... some red in our logo. Do we have a little bit of red in there? Yeah, I have a little bit of red. Yeah. Okay. Coached by, supported by. Uh, yours truly. And yours and, truly. Yeah, you're the other yours truly. Snarf. Yeah. It's the Snarf team. It is. It's going to be the Snarf team, and we're going to snarf it out of the park. Yeah. It's gonna be, we're definitely, definitely going to win the championship. All of it. It's like I don't even think this is even. There, there's like two kindergartners on the team, and the rest are, are All preschoolers. preschoolers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a super, super young team. It'll be interesting this year for sure. But There's going to be whatever. some young bucks coming up, some yep. talent. Mm-hmm. We definitely got a lot coming out of the farm system, Yeah, you know. And boy, that T, I haven't seen a bullpen like that. Yeah. It just puts the ball right in the strike zone every Unbelievable, time. Unbelievable, isn't it? It's so accurate. It's crazy what it does. You know, when we were kids, there was no hitting off tees. No, it was all that. coach pitch. I don't and care for the tees. I think it should be coach pitch and tee ball as well. I don't understand why, they, why they're doing that. Just because it's easier? It. I mean, the yeah, they changed it a long time ago. There's like a board and they changed it. Just don't. like the league changed it this year for kid pitch in Pinto. So Pinto is like one step higher than uh, than T-ball. And before it was just all coach pitch. Well, Cole City does kid pitch for the first like two or three innings. and so I, like, I don't care for that either. No, I don't really either. I think it'll be really hard for kids to like learn fundamentals. And it'll be super discouraging to them when they can't pitch and can't hit the ball. Right. So, but it's, it's kid pitch like up, like they get... Uh, you get like five pitches. Yeah, and then the coach can pitch after that. Or four and four, right? The kids get Some, four and the coach. Yeah, get it's four. something like that. And then after the third inning, it's definitely the coaches the rest of the time. But either way, they they were claiming that it speeds the games up, shortens the score. I don't know. We'll see. Controversial topics here. We should. It is controversial. We to should the area. not be addressing this kind of it is political contra- sports stuff. It's fine. I mean, it's not like my kid won't play baseball, and I won't probably be involved. So. So next week, guys, Snarf Talk is going to be at C2E2. Yeah. And we are. We got stickers and stickers and stickers. And And we're giving away stickers. What else do we have? We have t-shirts. Yeah. Repping the merch. And um, we don't have a booth because our booth, we can't be, you can't take a concept like Snarf Talk and confine, confine it. it to a booth. To a who, 10 by 10 who booth. Who are you that says that I need to be at a booth? Right. I don't. Our booth 
is on our backs. Yeah. And I'll, our feet. I'll carry this bitch all over. You know what I'm saying? We're going to promote it here. Saying, We're going to hey, promote bro. it there. We're going to promote it in the food court. Yeah, definite food court. Lots of tables. We could throw some stickers down. We're going to promote it at other people's booths. Right. We're going to take pictures of ourselves in front of people like they are our fans. We're going to find an artist. Definitely. We did not meet our goal of finishing our script for, before c 2 e You didn't? Oh, I finished like <laughs> at least half of it. Well, we still got a week. We do have a week. And it's not hard to type. Nope. You know, with the blow, with like the flowing thoughts and if I had to guess, if we will finish it by that week, what do you probably bet against it? But all right, all right, I got something to work towards and proving you wrong. Prove me wrong. I'd like to prove you wrong. But we should put together like since we do have the first five sub pages, we should probably put those together somehow as like a preview. I think so. I think that'd be good. Yeah. Half of it or... Because we're going to find an artist pages. there. Sure. They have a huge artist alley at c 2 We're also probably going to sign on like David Tennant to be involved. So are we going to are we gonna pay to meet David Tennant? Oh, gosh. And, I don't know. And Matt Smith. I, I want to meet David Tennant real bad. I know. It might only be like 50 bucks. Real bad. I like, like how Matt, when we talk I'm, about most celebrities, we're like, 50 bucks. And then on this one, I'm like, it's only it's 50 only bucks. It's only $50. Um, That's a lot of money to meet somebody and take a picture. But. I, it is. It is. But it's like, he's my guy. He's my doc. You know? My DOC. That's what I call him. Yeah. Like, what up, DOC? There's very few you celebrities know? I would, pref- like, want to meet. Yeah, I don't really know. Like him, Kevin Smith. Definitely. Which I have Smith. met Kevin Smith and shook, and shook his hand. You did? Yeah. I didn't know that. It I was met him the, at the premiere of Red State. We've. Oh, okay. Okay, I wasn't supposed to go to that one. I thought you were always going to bring up the one that I was supposed to go to. I didn't go to, and it was like the best time of your life. No, you were um, supposed to go to Red State. Are you sure? Um, no, I don't think so. Which one are you talking about? There was one like up north. It wasn't in Chicago, though. No. It's like Winona or something. No, there was or one. Like, there was a podcast that was down south that was in. Um, exactly what I said. <laughs> that you had a ticket for it, and you bailed on me. Again. But, no, you went to You're Jane scary. and Silent Bob's Super Groovy cartoon movie. Right. I remember that. And I think you were supposed to go to Red State. Oh, me. probably. That's all right. Yeah. I had a good time by myself. Good. I'm glad you did. And you met Kevin Smith, so it was obviously worth it. Wait, am I wrong? Was it the <laughs> Zach Braff one that you were supposed to go with me to? Probably. Because okay. I don't think it was Red State. Because I remember you telling me about Red State. Yeah, I think Red State was in, like, 2009, so... Mm-hmm. That was the year I got married. That was before, before the snarf. Ten years this year. Yeah. Of marriage. Wow. Yeah, that's a big one. That's a milestone. They say if you're married after seven, you're going to stay married. Yeah, seven's like the critical year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're three years beyond now. I'm not even close to seven, so. Yeah, you are, aren't you? Uh, five, yeah. Yeah, okay. a lot closer to seven than you are none. Yeah, that's true. In any case, um, hey, so I want to get, let's get into this. Let's get into it. We got a lot to talk about. Yeah. First of all, we're going to do some news, right? I got a little bit of news that I want to fire out. And then we're going to do a big uh, Captain Marvel review. Correct. And that's going to be the definitive review. And it'll be spoiler ridden. Spoilerific. So if you have not seen it, we'll put it in the description of the, of the show. If you haven't seen it, you want to go see it, whatever. If you don't want it to be spoiled, 
then you're going to have to wait, obviously. Or you can listen to the first half. But we'll do the first half, then we'll tell you when we're going to start it. And right. you can you can stop the podcast there if you don't want spoilers. Um, but I wouldn't worry about spoilers because it's not really something that's a huge spoiler no. movie. But. No, it's, there really isn't too much that you could spoil, except for the fact that you just want to see it without someone talking about it. Right. You know what I mean? So, Which I'm that I'm kind of that way. News, Jerry. All right, really big stuff. that th- This one is big to me, and I'm like really pumped about it, super excited about James Bond, and I haven't been su- super excited about James Bond in a long time. I don't know any of this news. Uh, so Cillian Murphy... He's the guy from Peaky Blinders, the main we character. We talked about him before. He's taking over as James Bond I, for Daniel Craig. That sounds horrible. I think it's awesome, and he I'm so excited. doesn't even... What? Have you, you haven't seen Peaky Blinders, so you don't know how bad A he is. He's little, like, and skinny. No, he's not. He's jacked. He is when he is Scarecrow. That's the only thing you have to base off of this dude. No, I've seen him in other stuff. He's not that little. He is not big. Neither he, is Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig's big. He's not that big. He's like 5'9". He just happens to work out a lot. Could have been Idris, Idris Elba. This dude is cut. Cillian Murphy is cut. Why not I- Idris? And he's Scottish, which you'll have to have a British accent, but that's fine. I thought he was American for a long time. So he'll be the second Scottish James Bond? Yeah. Wasn't Sean Connery yeah. Scottish? Yeah. I don't think there are other ones that's were. That's why they have to go back to Scotland. Got to go back to the Scots. Yeah. Cillian Murphy. Okay. I'm I mean, pumped whatever. about it. Of course you would be against it. You're against Peaky Blinders so much. It just hurts me. It hurts me. I'm not against it. I just don't care like, anything oh, about it. It's not it the greatest show that was on Netflix. Well, it is. All right. Dark Phoenix came out. Uh, that's an X-Men movie. The, the movie the came trailer, out? The trailer. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Dark Phoenix trailer came out. But I thought it was already out. Oh. The official trailer came out just last week. And... You know, like, dude, dude's not looking forward to it. There's a lot of hate for it online. Why is there any hate for it, A? I, and B, why isn't dude looking so, forward to it? I do not understand. Yeah, that. when we were sitting at the movie, when we were watching Captain Marvel and the and the trailer ran, he was like, mm, I don't want to win Not a big deal. I don't understand that. And I told him, I was like, I'm kind of pumped for this. The, the big hate that I've heard about it is that they're wearing the same suits from the previous movies, like... And they look bad. I don't like them. Uh, there's a lot of confusion with I, That's Mystique. not even something I noticed. Well, people do notice everything. And there's a lot of confusion with Mystique because at the end of, what was the last one? Um, Days of Future Past? Yeah. No, Age of Apocalypse. Yes. She's kind of on Magneto's side of things, you know? Yeah. And then it looks like she's like all about the X-Men again. Listen, you don't know what's going to happen based exactly. on a trailer. Well, the the basis of this movie is that they're all going to have to fight they're her. They're going to join because forces. Because she's going to murder everyone. That's what's going to happen. And, they're going to yeah. join forces. But the the largest of the complaints is that... Because they just cannot that, make Mecha Fassbender a bad character. Right. <laughs> um, the like the worst, the worst like offense is that uh, they're saying that... Um, what's her name? She plays Dark Phoenix, and I can't remember her name now. Sophie something or Sophie. Sophie Turner. Sophie Turner. I knew it. I knew it was a Sophie. Um, so anyway, they're like hating on her because uh, she's apparently bad at acting. Well, in this movie. she's pretty bad in Game of Thrones. She, yeah, she's she one of the definitely most annoying characters or one of the. Sure. Know, and not the a character actor. itself is annoying, but, but she's, she's very hot, wooden. Yeah. Stoic. But, you know, I don't know. She looks the part. She does look the part. Absolutely. So, I don't, and the part in the comic books 
uh, to be honest, is whiny and right. Like Dark Phoenix is kind of a cry or Phoenix in general. Like is and Jean Grey is just like a crybaby well, to begin with. Like, oh, use my powers. I'm I'm so tired. No, come on. If I had those powers, I'd be rocking it. I'm really looking forward to it because that's one of my favorite comic book storylines. And then one of my favorite cartoon yeah. storylines on the X-Men. She's incredible. Cartoon. Like what she can do. It's great. I, I was like funny. obsessed with the Phoenix when mm-hmm. I was a, a child. Yes, a child. The wee baby child. So I'm 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 looking forward to it big time. Yeah, I... As Even well. though they've already done it. Oh, they did. Yeah, they did. Well, they, they killed her off. But there wasn't like a whole movie based on her. Basically, X X two was it basically all her? I mean, it was a lot to do with it, and we know for a fact that those exist in the same universe. Oh yeah, but it was all reset because of um, yes, it was whatever reset. that one is, the one where they go back in time, days of future past uh, or forward then, in time. So another, just to move on here quickly. Sorry, uh, there is another replace in a movie replacing an actor. And it's Idris Elba is is doing the replacing. Okay. Not James Bond. Not James Bond, which it would be cool if he was James Bond. I'm not. I actually, I, I think I don't think he's that great. Oh, I think he gets a little overhyped. Idris oh, Elba. I think he's bad, eh? Um, he was great in The Office. Yes, he was. <laughs> he, he was, was great really in good. a lot of things. Yeah. Uh, so he, Idris Elba, will be replacing Will Smith in Suicide Squad. So is it a direct? Yeah, I don't know about that. It's a return. He would be great in that. Don't get me wrong. I, but, I thought a, Will Smith was the best part of that movie, right? But he's replacing Will Smith. So and I don't know if we talked about deal. this, but I rewatched Suicide Squad the other day. It was not good. No, it was really. I didn't. We didn't talk about it. That's right. We, we didn't. I've I talked only... about it with dude. So I watched it when I was on vacation um, at Disney. Oh yeah. One night it was on TV, and I watched pretty much the whole movie. It was hard to sit through. Wow. It was really bad. I remember going to... I went to the theater. So did I. The first, like, 20 minutes are really good. Okay. And then, like, it is so dumb and convoluted, and the enemies are terrible. Yeah, And then the the major boss at the end is really, really dumb. And then the fact that they're, like, all all except for, like, one of them, like the fire guy, who I've never even heard of before. Uh, Yeah, I don't know who that was. All but him was woefully outmatched. By a um, mummy witch yeah. thing. Somebody. And then you got like that going on. And she's like all powerful. And you got Harley Quinn there in underwear holding a baseball a bat. A baseball bat. Yeah. What are you going to do? It's ridiculous and terrible. And I forgot the Batman cameos in that, which were kind of yeah. good. And then I forgot the ending cameo with Ben Affleck as Bruce Wayne meeting with uh, Amanda Waller. Yes. Is, that that, that, that was kind of interesting because that it was like the setup for it Justice setup. League, and then you're like, oh, it, it was like looking back in time, and being like, nope, it is <laughs> not gonna work, not gonna happen. That's funny. Um, let's see, what was speaking of Justice League? I was it? listening to a podcast the other day, and the guy on it had mentioned that he was part of the production crew for Justice League, and the original movie. Before yes, I heard this. What's his name? Uh, what was, happened? This Who's was the main? On a fat man was on it Zack Snyder originally was doing that? Yes. Okay, and then his son committed suicide. Right, and he had to drop out of the project. I guess that movie was awesome, mm-hmm. and a whole different. It was a completely different movie, and then 
weirdly enough, Joss Whedon, who rarely makes anything wrong, bad right. happen, came in and basically the movie, and it wasn't probably him. It was probably the direction of the studio. Right. The whole thing fell apart. And a lot of it probably had to do with they had already, or they were filming it when Batman versus Superman was released. Mm-hmm. So, so they wanted to make some They changes. had to quickly change direction yeah. after half the production was over. Um, I'm sure it was a lot of studio notes that came back that were like, nope, do this. They had this whole... He, so this guy was telling about what they had originally were pitching was like the whole dark side saga. <coughs> and like all of those scenes um, in... Wasn't Green Lantern going to be in it too? Yes. Uh, yeah. And all those like scenes... Like the whole Green Lantern Corps? The Sorry. Green Lantern Corps was going to somehow be involved. And th- there were there were moments in Batman vs. Superman that were supposed to pay off that never happened. Like Batman, when he was in the, like apocalyptic garb yep. fighting those, none of that, they just never, they, they had stuff planned that never got to get done. Cause dark side was supposed to get, come down, decimate the earth. And it was going to be this like post apocalyptic yeah. universe. And then Batman was in it. And then there was some other scene where there was somebody talking to somebody and there was green light, like on shining them. on them. And that was supposed to be the Green Lantern part, which yeah. never happened. Like a bunch of it just never happened. There are so many things that have that were said in just that right there that make me want to see that movie so much more. I mean, I mean anybody would want to see I, that I wish movie. I could remember what. It was on Fat Man Beyond, I, I'm sure. Yeah, it but, was. That's where we, I heard the exact same thing. And, and it sounded amazing what um, they were doing. I just I don't understand the direction of that company. Like, what are they doing? What do they think we want? I don't we know. We want g- good things that make sense, you know. But you know what do you say? Like that sounds amazing, but yet we spent how many years talking shit about Zack Snyder, right? So I get it. I think part of the problem was Batman versus Superman was maligned unfairly. Mm-hmm. I think it wasn't that bad of a movie, really. No, the I third liked act it. was bad, but outside of that, yeah, like the first half of that movie is really pretty good. They really could have ended it better, obviously. That was like an obvious mistake, but yeah, I enjoyed the first three quarters of it. And, uh, you know, there's a couple little nitpicks of like Batman shooting guns and things like that, but whatever. You know, I can let that slide if it's a good movie. Yeah. Um, and I thought it was going to be a pretty decent movie until it's like, oh, Martha, Martha, Martha. I mean, honestly, I enjoy, I enjoyed that movie a lot when I saw it in theaters. Mm-hmm. So did I. I really haven't gone back and rewatched it. I really never have either. I've rewatched a couple parts of it where they where he fights those dudes up in the attic at the end, saving Martha. I mean, I that's a good that's a good scene. So, anyways, um, moving on. Moving on. I don't really have any other big news. I got a couple things. Um, a couple trailers got released. Um, the new Game of Thrones trailer oh, came yeah. out. Yep. What can I say? Yeah. I want it to happen so bad, but then again, I don't because that means it's over. It's over. I know. I don't know why. Why did they have to do this? I've got the same feeling that I did with Breaking Bad when Breaking Bad's final season came out. And I like put off. I didn't watch it um, when it came out. Like I waited until the season was over so I could watch them all. And I like kept thinking to myself, like, I don't don't know if I want to watch this. Yeah. Because I don't want it to be over. And I feel that way with Game of Thrones. But why are they... I mean, I get it. Go out at the top. Yeah. But it's like... It's not even to its pinnacle yet. Um, I feel like. It, you're right. Because it was getting... It was starting to like, crest give us, that I hill. think it might crest this season. 
And then, and then give it two more seasons to peter out. Don't stop it. Wow. Come on. They're There's gonna, so much more they could do. They're going to crest it within two episodes, and then the next six or five, whatever, however many there are, I think there's seven total or eight. Seven or eight. Seven or eight. Yeah, I thought it was seven, but who, we don't know how is, long they are. I think so. it is seven because last year was eight, and I know he had said there was only 15 total episodes left. I'm betting there's a couple two-hour episodes in there. Prob- they better have some long ones in there. So do you think they'll ever bring it back, A, or B, make movies out of it? They'll... I don't know. I don't think they'll ever bring it back. I think they'll have some uh, offshoots from it, you know. Um, That'd be great. But And, like, maybe have uh, an Eddard Stark, like, movie or show, hmm. like, early show of him. Um, I would say... All, I don't know. Yeah, they, they might have movies. As a fantasy I doubt genre it. fan, I mean, I guess we still have the whole entire... Amazon acquiring the entire Lord of the Rings universe to look forward to. Yeah, that is true. I forgot about that, man. They're going to throw so much money at that thing. Billions they spent on it. Holy shnikes. I don't think it was billions, but it was like four or $500 million to buy the rights. Wow. So it's not like they're not going to do anything with it. Right. That. I'm they're sure that's already in production. It. And it's all, it's just TV shows, right? It's not a movie. It's like just, it's episodic. Um, TV shows. Yeah. So, I mean... I love Game of Thrones, but Game of Thrones is a character-based show. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a world-building show, but it's it's mainly character-based and a, a phenomenal characters and drama and stuff. I think Lord of the Rings <clears throat> is more grand in scale. It's huge. Um, it can't. It's not going to be as violent, probably, or as uh, cutting edge mm-hmm. as Game of Thrones has been, as far as it being adult content, but. Whatever. Anyway. Yeah, I could agree with that. So, Game of Thrones trailer comes out. Looks good. Uh, another big trailer that dropped was Aladdin. The full trailer. You know, I didn't watch it. I didn't look at it. Gosh, it looks really good. Does it really? I'm so hesitant to watch that because it looks of the backlash really, about Will really Smith. good. Okay, they show a lot more of that in the, yeah. this trailer. And it definitely doesn't look as goofy. Okay. And for most of the movie, he's not blue. He's not. He's like a... No, this I think that's just color. in the beginning when they're in that cave. And he's out of the, the line. But when he's like out in the world as a genie, he's just like does not look blue. So people don't like stare at him. <laughs> right, because that wouldn't make any sense. Right. <laughs> so okay. um, it looks like, it. first of all, it looks amazing. The CGI and the effects look amazing. The, the world and the cast, like everything looks incredible. Okay. Um, very grand in scale. But one thing that it looks really cool to me is it looks to be a shot-for-shot shot remake of the, the animated movie. No, really? I, think I didn't know I that. I think it's a shot-for-shot shot remake. Wow. Uh, that that would be neat. Barring that, maybe some particular... like I'm sure when, that you can't do. But, yeah, like when they're in the lamp. Yeah. They're probably not going to be able to do all that. But they do some stuff like that, and they have the same songs. It's not like the Jungle Book where there was different songs. I don't know if there was different songs, but it, it was a different It was a story, different movie, yeah. Kind of. Um, this looks to be not that. And then at the end of the trailer, at least the one I watched on YouTube, they were taking scenes that weren't even in the trailer and they were showing the animated scene on top and the live action scene on the bottom to show like how identical they were. Oh, wow. It was cool. That'll be good then. That's exciting. I like that a lot. If they, if they do it right, they're going to, you know, there was like a little bit of, of people talking like and complaining that, uh, 
Aladdin himself was wearing a shirt underneath of his vest. And they're like, he didn't wear a shirt under his vest. Why do you got to put a shirt on him? Like, what's the problem with that? I can't stand people. I know. It's annoying. Give me a break. The movie looks, the trailer looks phenomenal. Okay. I'll have to check it out. um, And, you know, I was like the perfect age for Aladdin when it came out. So I used to watch Aladdin like back to back to back to back to back. Did you watch the cartoon? On TV? I don't think so. They had a good cartoon. I just watched the movie. I was just talking about that with Brittany today. The cartoon and then the Sega game was huge. I did play the game. I did play the game, but I I don't think I ever watched the cartoon. It's not ringing a bell to me. Um, There was also a trailer which uh, Dude showed us that is an animated DC Universe movie, Batman versus the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It's I don't think it's versus, it's with. No, it's Batman v Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It was? Yeah. Well, because there's a comic book that just recently came out with Batman and the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I just didn't think it was a V. Well, it's one of those, you know how the V things work. They're going to start by fighting each other and they're right. going to team and up. they'll work together. They'll have to. It looks awesome. It does look awesome. I'm really excited about that. Kevin Conroy is still doing the voice, which is nice. Is it really? It sounded like him to me. I thought it didn't sound like him. Why are we always opposite? <laughs> I specifically remember thinking that does not sound like Kevin. Oh, I thought it did. Well, He's my guy, too. I could be wrong. Um, Yeah, it does look really good. I'm excited about that. I'll absolutely watch it. Um, And some of the Batman stuff they do in it is, like, amazing. It's, like, per- pitch perfect for the character. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know. Batman seems like the ultimate power in this movie. Absolutely, he does. Like, it seems like there's no match for him. The, especially with the turtles, because they're like, oh, what's that one scene where they're like, um, something prove it, like, if you can, prove it. And he, like, literally just smashes Raphael back or Michelangelo, one of the two. Yeah, it looks and like looks he at, easily handles Shredder. Yeah. Of course he does. He's, like, know. the best fighter it in the world. It looks cool. Um, that's all I got for... Uh, trailers. I did have uh, one other thing. Did you see the? Um, we were going to talk about it last week, but we forgot the news about Alex Trebek. Oh yes, that's disheartening. Uh, I watched that like his when he did that. I don't know if he did it on the show or whatever. No, I think he just put out a that that video like I on his own. Literally was like upset. Yeah, he's like, and he's so confident and and like mild-mannered and just sitting there like i will beat this even though the odds look dire like i am confident that i can come through then i looked up the odds for the type of pancreatic is a pancreatic stage four pancreatic cancer cancer yeah it's like a 95 percent. right it's like you just don't live yeah you don't live from it so it was awful but for him to come out and do that was, was amazing awesome. yeah and then i was looking at like how long he's been on the air which is incredible and how long jeopardy has how many episodes and the third thing was um the amount of viewers of jeopardy oh I, that's got to be like more than anything on tv ever it's, it's i maybe it i'm has wrong to be i i thought that they said the thing i was reading said like 20 million that doesn't which surprise like me. blows walking dead out of the water yeah it doesn't surprise me I, that at all. cannot be right but anyway it's like a huge amount what some of you guys fact check that for us fact check it david yeah david fact that, fact, check, fact that. check that i know you're a huge jeopardy fan He's one anyway that was that was really sad and we lost uh luke perry yeah luke perry died of a massive stroke it's crazy out of nowhere 52 that's young 
Yeah, I never watched. Uh, what show was he on? 90210. Never watched that show. Um, no, neither did I. It wasn't anything I would really watch. I never but was into that. By stuff. all accounts, seemed like a really cool dude. So yeah, seemed like a nice guy. I know that. Uh, what's the show that he's on? Um, it, uh, the Archie show. Um, oh, Riverdale is he on that? He's on Riverdale, and they're trying to figure out how to how to fix that. Because he's a pretty big character, I guess. He was a voice actor in the Incredible Hulk cartoon from the 90s. Hmm. Um, He was a voice actor on Biker Mice from Mars. Remember that show? I do remember that show. Holy smokes, (laughs) Biker Mice from Mars. I haven't heard that in in a He was a voice actor on Pepper Ann. I don't know. Pepper Ann, Pepper Ann, much too cool for seventh grade. Pepper Ann, oh, yeah. like one in a million. Why do you remember that? I don't. I remember everything. And man. she like kicked the door open on, at recess. I remember that. Yeah, I remember everything. Pepper Ann. Um, I don't know what else he was in, but anyway. That, that was, was sad. Saturday morning cartoon. Um, Is that all your news? That's all the news I got. I got some a bunch of uh, what you're watching stuff. Okay, let's do that. So we haven't officially talked about Umbrella Academy yet. Did you finish it? No. You didn't finish it. No. You couldn't make it. I can't do it. Oh man. I I'm struggling with that. I'm like so, I got I watched it in a binge, like seven ish episodes. I know you said the eighth one was the best dude. one. Dude. But it was Bruh. I was struggling so hard for it to keep my attention that and it was very slow. It's literally three episodes left. You all you gotta do is, is watch it? eight, nine, ten. No, if you've to... seen seven, then you need to watch eight, nine, ten. Okay, all right. It the last three episodes are the make the whole show. Uh, I mean, that's like sets up. It it is literally all set up up until the eighth episode, and then by the eighth by the end of the eighth episode, you're like, it's the biggest moment that has happened in the show yet by far, and they, it's a shocking one. Um, and then the end of it, it's like, now I don't even want to talk about it because I thought you had finished it. Go ahead and talk about it. The end of it, they end up... Spoilers. Yeah, so spoilers. So they end up... They're trying to save the world, right? Yeah. And they think they've got it all figured out, and they've ended it. And then, so the white violin is uh, Ellen Page. They're, like, fighting her, kind of, and trying to make her stop murdering. And she, like, misses... uh, Maybe you shouldn't tell. Yeah, yeah. I shouldn't. I'm telling you. You do not see where the direction of this goes. Right. We'll we'll have to get back to this one when I watch the end of it. Yeah, it's I liked the the last three episodes made it for me. That's why I liked it, and I'm on the in the bag to watch the next season. I was just struggling because it was slow, and then it's absolutely slow. Some of the acting was starting to annoy me. Yeah, I agree with a hundred percent with all of that. The first seven episodes are weak, weak. The third episode just ticked me off. Luther is this big monkey dude i would say and he can't fight a human being yeah he can't beat him up he gets roughed around give me a break that dude. guy's like not a normal human being though and then no i i get it that he's like a, a really good like contract killer basically i kind of almost seem like way. there was something supernatural about that guy i don't know but then the guy who throws the knives like he throws the knives at cha-cha uh around the corner she's like running away he throws a knife around the corner and he sticks it in her butt. Give me a break, dude. Throw that in her spine. It, like you can control it. Those people should have been dead so many times. But it, it just, they those two are the best storyline in that show. They were. They really were. 
I agree so with you. I was fine with it. Klaus, though, he's my man. He, he he's good. That guy makes the show. Yeah, he's, he gets even better. Not only is he the best character, he is by far the best actor. Yep, I agree. Um, other notable actors are um, the guy that Ellen Page is dating, who's like the bad guy. Yeah. He's pretty good. He is pretty good. Ellen Page is awful. Um, that guy that Ellen Page is dating, it was also in Jack Ryan. Oh, really? Yeah, he was the guy who flew the drones. Oh, yeah. yeah. And he was good in that, too. He was too. really good in that, yeah. Um, the Luther guy is un- almost unbearably bad. He's not good. Well, he was in something before, too, because I recognized him. Not good. Yeah, so he was rough. And then um, the young kid... Number five. He's pretty good. He's good. I He's like good. him. All the other ones are fine um, for the most part. Yeah, so we'll we'll talk more about that, I guess, once you watch the last three episodes at least. But I, I'm i in the bag for it. Okay. Um, so the next, I, I watched a, a movie that I kind of forgot about, and I'm glad I found it. It's on Amazon Prime. You can watch it right now. The Disaster Artist. Oh, yeah. I've, I really wanted to see that when it came out, and then I just never got oh, to it. Oh, man. Is it good? I heard great things about it. Oh, I've I've never seen The Room, and, and The Disaster Artist is based off of the movie called The Room by Tommy Wiseau, and then his buddy Greg Sinestro. They meet each other at an acting class and become friends. Tommy Wiseau is this is a dude that nobody knows anything about. So, and this is what I was not aware of. So he claims he claims and he tells people that he's from New Orleans. Well, his accent is definitely not from New Orleans. Right. He said that he owns a fashion company overseas. Nobody knows what this company is. He's he self funded the movie, which cost six million to make. This is true. This yes, is this like, is all hundred yeah. percent true. And um, they don't know where he got the money. Nobody knows where he's got got all of this money to fund the movie. I mean, six million is not that much. He could just be like a independently wealthy. You also like, have to remember this is in like ninety nine. No, I'm, I'm just saying he could have easily been in a situation where he inherited or had a trust fund for yeah, you're exactly right. $50 million. But he's never told anybody anything like of where any of this comes from or even where he's from. Russian oil money. Where he grew up. Uh, they found pictures of him in in Poland. Okay. Polish oil so, money. Yeah, it could be Polish uh, potato money. And they were, well, they were kind of, uh, you know, there's a Russia, this right next to Poland. There's a lot of interplay yeah. there. Could be. I, I don't know. It's not how World War II started. Anyway. Like the Russians invaded Poland. This, uh, no. I mean, the Blitzkrieg came through Poland, Germans. I thought that was like the beginning of it was they invaded, or the Germans took Poland. Yeah. Yeah, okay. That is, but that was the Blitzkrieg that started. They just like, they literally told Poland like, oh, don't worry about anything. We're, we won't come in there. And then boom, overnight they were like just running through the t- the country. They're like, we got you. Murdering. Yeah. Murdering. Them poles. And this um, has been World War II history by two people that don't know don't anything. Know uh, anyway, so they this is another movie that they they do that side by side comparison at the end, and it's just unbelievably perfect. Really, I love James those Franco. Didn't he? He won some big award for this, right? I think maybe a Golden Globe or something. Okay, it wasn't the Academy Award for Best Actor? Um. I don't know. Keep going. I'll okay. look it up. Because I thought he did. I remember him winning an award, and he went up on stage, and Tommy Wiseau went up with him, and he tried to talk in the microphone, and he literally like put his hand on his face and pushed him back and was like, no, no, this is mine. And 
if you once you watch him in the movie, it is so ridiculously good. He does everything perfect. He won um, for 127 hours. Okay. He won a Golden Globe for Best Actor in a Musical or Comedy for The Disaster Artist. Okay. And a Screen Actors Guild Award for Outstanding Performance by a Male Actor in a Leading Role. It is. I will and tell a Critics' Choice Award. Every single person that has not seen The Disaster Artist, go and watch it. I mean, it's not... It's not based on a good movie, so like when you watch them, it's not necessarily good. But you know, the movie part of it is not good because it's meant to not be good. Right. But it follows their life, like Tommy Wiseau and Greg Sinestro, which is Dave Franco. So they're brothers acting uh, with each other. Love Dave Franco. It's it's so good. You know, remember when this is off off the point, but there was a big thing with Dave Franco where he won some award. And then, like, everybody was boycotting him because, like, hmm. I don't know, he was accused of something. You know how it is oh, nowadays. Yeah, he was sure. accused I've... of something. And James Franco was accused of something. Sure. And he was, like, on a, the shit list. Yeah, and he didn't show up to one of the award ceremonies, like, last year. I year mean, before. we're talking about James Franco, 2009 Central Ohio Film Critics Association Actor of the Year. Wow. Central Ohio? Yeah. That's big. That's big over there. Yeah. I've heard that's a big deal over there. For Disaster Artist, he won Best Actor from the Dallas-Fort Worth Film Critics Association. <laughs> he wins Best Actor in my mind. Seriously. <laughs> no, he did look great in that movie. some of the best acting I've ever seen. They've got him spot on. I remember. Do you know when The Room came out? Uh, 2003. Okay. I, I don't I don't. It came really out when I was it. in college because I remember it was one of those things. It was like one of those movies yeah, that was. Two, was um, you weren't in college in 2003, were you? Mm-hmm. Were yeah. you? Oh, okay. I'm old. you got to remember sure. that. Whew. That's that's rough. Uh, um, no, it was one of those like cult movies that people yep. were watching at that age. You know what I mean? Yep. Because I looked up uh, um, like income off of that movie. So they they claim that he made like seventeen to thirty thousand dollars on opening weekend. That's it. That's well, all he could have opened it. And then five theaters too. It was like two. Okay. Like opened it like two theaters is all. So a lot of movies will do that though. They'll open in one movie because you it's have like to test. open in one. No, you have to open in one theater to get some type of certification or oh, okay. something. So though a lot of independent films, they'll just open in one theater for like a day mm-hmm. just to get. I don't remember whatever it is to be to be um, considered for awards. You oh, have wow. to open in like in one theater. So they're claiming though now they don't know a hundred percent because they've never. He's never like told anybody how much money he makes off of this but because of that big cult following they're saying that he could have he could have made anywhere from 25 to 30 million so far wow so he's obviously made his money back what's he doing these days uh i don't i don't really know it it says at the end of the at the end of the movie like what he's up to now i always got that confused by that movie that came out when that movie came out there was another movie out that same time period with brie larson called the room or something like that okay and I always got those two. I was always really confused because oh. I thought the movie they were talking about was that one with Brie Larson that she won all the awards for. I don't know that movie. Oh, it was a movie. It was like her big mo- first movie. And I think she won an, an award. A and the movie ago. won an award. It was like in 2013. And um, the whole movie was like her and her kid locked in this garage. And they were in this oh, really? room the whole time. They were like, um, you know, somebody kidnapped them and locked them in the garage. Like oh, their so whole- it's not like escape room. No, for like their whole lives. Oh. The so whole like the, movie took place in that room. I so think like it was the, called The Room. Like what was really happening in California with the kids that were 
I guess. Family that was kept in the cages and stuff. Well, anybody that wants to watch it, I would say watch it and be prepared for some acting that'll blow your mind. It's again, like it's weird to watch him because you're like, that's like, why are you speaking that way? Why are you acting this way? But once you see it next to each other and see how this dude really acted, James Franco was just so spot on. Nice. I, I want, I will check that out. I didn't hit her, Mark. I didn't hit her. <laughs> oh, hi, Mark. That's like one of the scenes, like one of the best scenes. Or he just comes busting up. He says, I didn't hit her. It's not true. I didn't hit her. Oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> it's so ridiculous. And he did that take uh, when they're filming it. They did that exact take. Like, it was like over 60 times oh because God. he couldn't remember any of his lines when they were filming. It's like some of the worst conditions while filming. And it's really good. I can't get enough of that movie. Cool. Um, it was, yeah, Amy, of course, not a big fan, no. but she was like dozing off in between when we were watching it. So when she'd wake up, she didn't know what was going on. Listen, really. this is, I, I always assumed that was a movie that if you are into movies, you'll like it. And if you're not into movies, you sure. might not like sure. it. Sure. Um, I ended up finally watching Bandersnatch. Oh, Black Mirror Bandersnatch. Which we review in one of our earlier episodes. You know which one? I don't. It's like six or seven. Yeah. It's, it's, it's early, early on. Uh, it's, it was, um, it wasn't as good as what I thought it was going to be. I told you that it wasn't going to be. Yeah. But it is so beyond anything I've ever done before in a movie. (laughs) Exactly what I said. That it made it very, very interesting to me. That's what I told you. It was like super interesting and like screws with your mind. But at the same time, you're not really that interested in the story. Yeah. And I finally ended with, uh, I had. What was it? Um, let me look at my notes here. Five. I had about five out of the ten endings. Total. Really? Yeah. Because I didn't watch it that long, and I got all of them. Oh, no. I only had about five. Once I started looking through the list, I only had five of the endings, and it finally was over. Oh, see, I, I did almost every single ending, but maybe that's just because I was... Picking the wrong thing. I guess I was just a lot meaner than you. Maybe, yeah. I guess you probably were, because that's pretty, that pretty easy on the dude most of the time. And I never wanted to throw tea on the computer. Um, I did all of them, so, so I, I did everything. At one point, I did throw tea on the computer because the other option was one I had already done. Okay. So I knew what was going to happen what if I chose that other option. But this one is like poor tea all over the computer. I was like, I, who would do that? Like, even if you're so mad, like, who would do that? I, I would maybe throw something or toss some things, but I'm not going to pour my tea. Did it totally screw your mind? About how the movie was about you? Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, you're and the main character. You are in the movie. You are in the movie. But but even beyond that, on like a deeper level, the movie's about, about you. you. It's weird and wild, yeah. man. What's so wild about that is like the amount of thought and time and energy that went into it. I can't imagine it. how long it took them to make that movie. It was like two put years. Put that stuff together. And and like that one the the one ending I think it's the hidden the hidden ending that most people or not hidden but most people don't get it where it just ends everything like it, you don't even live uh, like I didn't get that right off the bat I had eventually got it did you get the super secret ending on the bus yeah that's the one I'm talking about okay you got that yeah where yeah where he he gets his bunny he has the bunny doesn't have to look for it and his mom's like you want to come with. He says, yeah, I want to go with. And they go together. and No. 
Not that one? No. They go on the bus together, though. No, that's not it. There's a super secret ending, which I read about, and apparently nobody gets it, but I got it. And because I'm special. Mm -hmm. Very. No, and he goes in, he's on the bus, and he pops the tape in, and it's just static. He pops the tape in on the bus? He's on the bus. It's at the very end. He's older? I can't remember exactly what leads up to it, but it's like the it ends and then it starts again. And then he's on a bus and he pops a tape in and it makes just like machine whizzing noises. And if you, whatever that computer that he was programming on, yeah. if you take that audio, that the programming language is like audio based. So if you take that audio and put it through that code from that, whatever, from the 1980s, mm-hmm. it gives you a website. And if you go to that website, you can play the game. No way. For real. You did it. No, I didn't. Oh. But I got that ending. I just never. Wow. Yeah, look it up. Look it up. Yeah, like the to. super secret banners. I'm sure you can watch it on Anderson. YouTube. Yeah. There's nothing to it other than literally he's on the bus. He puts the tape in and it plays like static noise. Interesting. Yeah. I didn't get that. I, I thought you meant the one um, where basically just takes everything out of the movie right off the bat. I don't think I even know the one you're talking about. Maybe I didn't get every ending. Oh, yeah, because he gets... They said there's so many endings that there are some that will never be seen. It's like when he puts the bunny in the vault, and then you go to the vault, and you type in uh, the password, and you type in toy, I think is the one, and you end up getting the bunny back and putting it back underneath your bed. And then he goes to bed, and in the morning, it's there. Oh, that's the ending. That's like the main ending. Yes. Yeah. That's the it's one of the endings. I understand, but like that's the final one that I did that actually ended it. And yeah, right. Because all the other ones led to either him dying or like it just like cut it short. Yeah, jumping out the window. There were so many and... endings that I wouldn't consider endings until you start looking up the things and they're like, I'm like, well, that's not really an ending because it happened at the very beginning. Right, I agree. But they like, considered it an ending. Like the reality show one, did you get that one? My thought is if the end takes you back to a previous choice that's not really an ending correct there was only one ending was there was only one ending that didn't take you back to a previous and it was that one was that one okay but if you had done a different series of things earlier than that it would give you a bonus ending after that okay and that was the tape thing tape thing okay well it's it's pretty good if you want something different that you've never seen before watch that you know um so I got one, two, three more. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I can go fast because the next one's just Infinity. War. We got a lot of Marvel, Captain Marvel to talk. Yeah, about. Yeah, I I watched Infinity War twice, and I had caught something in there um, that caught my attention, and I'd never caught it before. Is that when Doctor Strange gives up his stone finally to Thanos? Um, like, uh, what's his name? Um, uh, Iron Man's all beat up, and Tony says to him, "He's like, why would you do that?" And he says, it doesn't matter. We're in the end game now. End game. We're in the end game now. Like, it's his plan. Maybe he, he knows what the end game is. He saw it. Maybe he, he knows that he's in a movie. So you never know. It's Doctor Strange. I mean, maybe, he, you know, he's multidimensional. But he's, but he's laying there, and he's, and it just it popped out to me right away. He's like, he's like we're in the end game now. what if they did that where because there's multi dimensions right so that that's yeah what if they did it where that dimension they did this in the movie that mm-hmm. dimension everything that's happening exists 
but he knows that there's another dimension where the Avengers is just a movie. I mean, without it being the movie part, maybe that is the ending. Because there's, I think there's time travel stuff involved because of uh, oh, Homecoming, definitely. you know, or not Homecoming, but uh, Far From Home, the Spider-Man one, because there's some ties there that I think revert back in time. Oh, there's no doubt. So that's going to happen. Uh, anyway, I caught that. I watched a show, super British show called Bodyguard on Netflix. I've seen it. Yeah. You watched the whole no, thing? No, no. I mean, I've seen that. Oh, okay. Pretty good show. Uh, there was a. It's Is it based episodes. on the Kevin Costner, Whitney Houston movie? I don't know. I never saw that. What? No, I never watched it. It's got a really good music, though. Yeah. I had the soundtrack when I was a Is it like lad? of a bodyguard that is protecting the Secretary of Defense, basically, for No, oh, it's UK? a bodyguard. Pro- pro- it's a bodyguard protecting Whitney Houston. Well, not Whitney Houston, but she was a singer, right? Oh, I don't know. Never watched it. But no, it's about, a, like... Somebody in Parliament at UK, he's a bodyguard. He was over in Afghanistan, doesn't agree with really what the war is doing. This lady's like super pro-war. Uh, they get involved, but he's still her bodyguard, and a lot of crazy things happen. Hmm. Um, six episodes, pretty short, just like all those UK TV shows are. Um, it was decent, decent show. It was good to watch, I think, uh, if you want to waste some time. And then the last movie I just watched, oh, go ahead. Um, just a side note on the bodyguard with Whitney Houston. It was written by Lawrence Kasdan, who wrote um, The Empire Strikes Back. Oh, and Raiders of the Lost Ark. Well, now I have to and watch Return it. of the Jedi and The Force Awakens and Solo. Unfortunately, go wow. ahead. Um, the the last one I watched, I got up really early yesterday morning. At like, I woke up two in the morning. Have no idea why. I was like raring to go. F- fell asleep about ten thirty. I was raring to go at nine. Mm. Clock when we were supposed to record this podcast, Jerry. I know. I apologize. But we're recording now, so <laughs> let's look at the positive. Um, and I watched a movie called Founder with Michael Keaton about McDonald's. I've seen that movie. Whew. It's like, really good. It's a good movie. It's fantastic. Well, it's I don't like, know about fantastic, uh, but it's a good, it's very like an, solid movie. He's like an anti-hero. Yeah. You know? You kind of hate him at the end, but... Yeah, in the beginning, you're like, this guy needs to this pull through. This guy has like, some stick to He does. He's like, stick to it, guy, because I've got some, what are they called? Uh, uh, milkshake. Machine. Machines. I sell milkshake machines. Then he meets these two McDonald guys in California and helps them out franchising and then steals it. It's such a good movie. But they do make them just, seem, they, they make the, you feel bad for them. But at the same time, he's the one that built that business. He absolutely is. Okay, They're, and B, they kept their, whatever their franchises were. They had a bunch. Yeah. And then C, they got like. No, they only kept the original. I think they had, I thought they had three. No, they kept the, he gave them the original and then told them that they could not use the McDonald's name. Okay. Well, in any case, they, what did he give them? A million dollars? Each or something? Yes. They got like 1.3 because of taxes, but it would even out to 1 million. Okay. But you know how much money that was in the 1970s or whenever? Um, 60s? No, this was early 60s. Yeah. So in the 
my point is, it doesn't sound like a lot today when you say, oh, they only got a million dollars. Yeah. When it when you're talking about a billion dollar franchise. Sure. But at the time, probably it wasn't a billion dollar franchise. And they absolutely could have been and should have been investing that in other things. Well, and they maybe they to did. Make, to make they're probably money. dead now. But if they aren't dead, they're probably very wealthy. Oh, they're all dead. Uh, like this, uh, what was his name? Croft. Um, something Croft. Uh, he, Ron. Ron Croft. He. Uh, I think died. it's pronounced pronounced craft i think he he no. started the craft food empire no nope, that's completely wrong because it starts with a <laughs> i C, just made so. it up um but he died in 1984 at like 89 so they were in their 50s like my point is a million dollars in 1960 something is probably like 20 million dollars now right they made a lot of money but he was also supposed to give them like royalties throughout yeah on a handshake and, deal and, and he, he never didn't. did yeah so they say right Anyway, anyway I, it's a I good movie. Bass. Michael Keaton's really good in it. He's so good. I and love that. And the story's that interesting, and by all accounts, it seems to be a true story. So that's what they say. I can't verify how true it is, but I'm sure it's, it's dramatized. To makes a bit. for a good movie. But also, those McDonald's brothers annoy you throughout the whole movie because you're like, "What is wrong with you guys? Yeah, why they hold back so much? Like, come on, like we branch out a little. We don't want milkshake machines. It's like we need to use real ice cream. Like nobody cares. No. Or it was the powdered stuff. Use powdered milkshakes. That's what they did. Made out of and then the soy oil the and shitty, court, corn syrup. <laughs> the shitty part at the end is like he sends them that package of strawberry milkshake. Like, here, try this. And they're like, oh, this is actually pretty good. Yeah. This is triple thick. It's really good. It, it's, that's the last movie I got, but I just watched that the other morning. It was. Do you like McDonald's milkshakes? You know, I don't know the last time I ever had a it's McDonald's been milkshake. It's been a decade. I bet you it's been longer than that for me. They're I bet not you, bad, uh, though, from what I remember. I remember I liked the vanilla a lot. I liked the vanilla milkshake from McDonald's a lot as a kid. And chocolate, but it was like the only vanilla thing that I liked. My mom always gets the shamrock shakes. They should be out now, probably. Yeah, they should be by now. Um, I like them. So. I like them. That's my review of McDonald's milkshakes. I like them. Triple thick. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they're hard to... Get out of the straw. That's annoying. Don't, yeah, I don't. I never used to use a straw. Just drink it. And then, have you ever heard of this whole dip in your fry in the? I hate thing? that. Give me a break. Get out of here. Yeah. What are you English? Don't dip your fries in your milkshake. Yeah. Don't put honey on your chicken nuggets. What are we Canadian? Don't do it. <laughs> Canadians get sweet and sour sauce like every Ooh, sur- sur- red blooded American. Sure, you boot that. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. riding a moose. Like nobody. Those Canadian Mounties riding the moose. What? Where is the Canadian? What do they have to do with this? Dipping your—it's just as weird as dipping your fries in a milkshake. I'm going up uh, north of the border for yeah. some French fries and gravy. Yeah, I'm gonna get that poutine. <laughs> That's what it's called, poutine, poutine. Man, give me that poutine with poutine. the poutine's with that like that. It's like the hot to trot like look food craze oh, now. So this accent is because I've been watching and listening to a crap load of Theo Vaughn. Oh yeah, okay. Oh my gosh, this dude is so He's southern funny. though. He's from New Orleans, yeah. He gets like Cajun when he starts but you're like, doing really Canadian. Talking. Yeah, I know. But <laughs> the whole thing, the reason I was thinking about an accent is because of him. The dude is wild. He gets on these wild tangents he that is are wild. so funny. He started talking about Noah's Ark. He's like, Yeah, you know, Noah's Ark came over from the UK. It's like but before they 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 stopped and they let off all them weird animals, them goofy animals, you know, the ones that, the animals that are like smoking weed on the boat. He's like, and they dropped them off in Australia. It's like a kangaroo. He's like, I think a kangaroo and one of them marmosets, you know, them big eye things, they got it on and had them koalas. 
He's like them, them koalas got arms. So he strong. is so interesting to listen to because not one word that comes out of his mouth is coherent uh-uh. to any particular thought. <laughs> so great or serious in any way, shape, or form. Everything is a bit. Well, he gets super serious on his podcast, really, about his own like depression, alcoholism. Because it seems like everything is a bit to him, kind of like Thomas Middleditch. It, it does seem like a bit. But he does get very serious about like going to therapy and talk about himself. Like he's bro- he's a broken dude, hmm. but he's very transparent about it. And I don't think that is made up by any means. Hmm. Um, but the rest of it, like when he's even talk about that, he gets into these tangents of stuff that are so funny. He's talk about. He said the other day, like he's he's got this really crazy mullet going on right now, and uh, he's like, if you touch my mullet in the back, he's like, it's so soft. It's like. 19 babies rubbing themselves with these little chamois, like these little soft chamois. It's like little buttered babies. He's like, you ever, you ever buttered a baby before? Boy, I would think that would be good. <laughs> what are you talking about? Then he's just talking about Vietnamese and he's like, well, you know, this is a completely separate topic, but he's like, he's like, you know, because that one time I almost took a bite out of that little Vietnamese boy at the Apple store. <laughs> Apparently that must have happened at some point. Oh my god! I'm I'm into that dude right now, and also he plays music at the beginning of his podcast. And uh, wait, his you're not talking about him on Joe Rogan? No, this past weekend. What he has a podcast called This Past Weekend. <laughs> so confusing. Oh no, I didn't know that. You, I thought you were talking about him on Joe Rogan. He's got no, 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 no. Well, he's got a whole podcast. You're bringing a whole new podcast into your fray. Oh gosh, I love How, it. I have man. to because it's. Because I've seen him so I can't much on keep YouTube. Up with the podcasts I want to because he up with. YouTube's all of his own stuff too, and he interviews people too. But it's like every other one. So, um, like he'll let's say he starts out with one, and it's just him talking about an hour and a half, maybe a little less, and then the next one will be an interview. Then the next one's just him. Then the next one's an interview. So it alternates. And I don't know if I could listen to a solo podcast. <laughs> get into one of his and uh, what's he? Who does he talk to? Himself, you, and it's. It's just, I don't know. I love it. Hmm. I literally love it. The so only good. solo podcast I've ever listened to is Snyder on. Oh, yeah. The three episodes. They're off of Buzzsprout now. So. The, the non-existent. Oh, it's over. Yeah, I got it. I mean, it just deleted on its own because I never upgraded the, the right. hosting site uh, to pay for it because I knew I probably wouldn't. How about how about this? I could get Rather back than in. get back into that. I could get back Why don't you just throw Snyder on's up? As Snarf Talk episodes, oh, no, I not solo, take... but you'll just be like, we'll have a Snarf Talk a Snyder on section, mm. occasionally, not every week. Okay, <clears throat> that's up. Yeah, that if way we only have to, to promote one podcast. Right. I just, I don't necessarily. What do you need guys do think? It? Our audience, listening audience, do you want an occasional Snyder yeah. on podcast? Well, me talking about the Canadian Mounties riding them mooses. I mean, it could be a boot. Anything really? Could boot anything I want. <laughs> could be a boot poutine. Yeah, Surrey boat that. Surrey, Surrey. RCMP yoga hosers. That's a lot of Canadian talk. Watch that movie. Uh, Kevin Smith still says he's making moose jaws. So. I thought that was out. Like I don't think so. Out. No. Hmm. I have some what I've been watching. All right, hurry up. We're over an hour. We got about an hour of Captain Marvel. Okay, but get I have it. a lot. So get after it. Uh, I finished the Punisher. Oh, I have not. So darn um, it! I wanted to get into that, but now you're just telling That's me fine. you took I'm all our time on s- your pursuits. Still gonna watch it. So okay, talk about it. Um, I loved it. I thought it was great. Okay. Um, I was pretty. 
I liked that John Preacher character, whatever his name was. John, I can't yeah. remember. Pilgrim. Pilgrim. Um, Pilly Graham. He, and that kind of dies down a lot. I mean, he's not really the main villain anymore by the m- middle to the end of that show. Really? But they do some awesome stuff with him at the end of the show. Okay. And It's like set him off on a pilgrimage? or Yeah. Do they? Yeah. To find the Holy Grail. Intense. But no, it's good. The ending's a little soft for me. You think so? Yeah, it kind of uh, peters out. But there are some big twists and turns. It's it's really good. Um, definitely would recommend watching The Punisher Season 2. I finished and the season ended for my favorite show of a long time, Crashing. Oh, yeah. I still haven't watched that either. And it ends it. great with uh, of course it would. a John Mulaney episode. And I'm a big fan of John Mulaney. Um, Are you? Yeah. I've never really watched him much. I think he's good. And I've seen a little bit of him, but... It's such a good show, guys. Watch Crashing. If you have HBO, you have no excuse. There's only like eight episodes per season, and they're only like a half an hour. It's a very low commitment. Yeah, that ain't High bad. payoff show. Um, two movies I watched. One is an old one that I caught on the airplane because I couldn't get that stupid uh, Lady Gaga movie to play. A Star is Born? Yeah, I couldn't get oh, it to work. Love it. I was really pissed. I would like that movie a lot. So I ended up watching The Great Gatsby huh. with uh, Tobey Maguire and Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. That was really good. I think I've seen that one time, but I don't remember. So Super good. The acting is incredible. Tobey Toby Maguire and Leonardo DiCaprio are both super good, as well as the entire supporting cast. And the set pieces, the costumes... The production I, value. I, I'm pretty incredible. sure it won an award for costume design and stuff. That very year, good it? movie. Um, yeah. I remember. I feel like okay. So I remember that book, mm-hmm. and I don't know if it's one of those things where I read it in high school. I think for school class. Probably. I th- I think it's one of those things where I read it. Either I read it and I don't remember it. Or I didn't read it, and I just have convinced myself that I did read it, mm-hmm. and I, I don't. Re- <laughs> yeah, but I didn't really either. remember the story or anything about it. But it is like considered like one of the great American. So you novels. probably didn't read it. I guess not. But I. I mean, it's one of those books that back. like I remember over the years saying that I had read it, and I don't know if I was just trying to act smart, just like flaunting your. <laughs> yeah, it's but like a- I feel like I did. I think I. I think it's one of those that I, maybe I had. You know, because there was different books you could pick to write in English for. Yeah. And I think maybe that's one I read, but I might have read the Cliff Notes or something. Positive you did. So, anyway, um, I want to read it now, but I don't need to because the movie is super good. Because you just saw so. the movie and it's And great. it's like, uh, there's quite a bit of twists and turns in it. I'll need to watch that again then because I like both of those actors. and I I'm, I'm I sure feel like I've Toby Maguire has like, disappeared off the earth. He has. And that movie came out when? Early 2000s. No. No. <laughs> Yes, it old. was. No, it's not that old. Uh, I'm going to say 2012. I bet you it's before 10. No. Yeah. It Great is that old. The movie came out in 2013. No way. Yes, it did. It's only six years old? Yeah. Dang. I thought that was way older because I feel like Tobey Maguire's been gone for 30 years. Yeah, he died right after the movie. He did. He's dead. And Leonardo DiCaprio, has he been in a lot of stuff lately? Not really. Wolf of Wall Street. Sometimes I think he's overrated. Sometimes. But he is good. I didn't care for the Wolf of Wall Street all that much. I liked it a lot. You know what I like a lot better? 
Django. Yeah. Django Unchained. He's good in that movie. You know what he's great in? And probably should have been on my top 20 movies list. Gangs of New York. Oh, my gosh, yes. Gangs of New York. That movie's so good. Holy crap. You know what's another one I thought of is The Last Samurai with Tom Cruise. I love that movie. See, and I haven't ever seen that. But this is why we're idiots. You know, or this is at least why I'm an idiot. We just need to do top 50. There's there's so many movies I missed. Top 50 movies coming up. Anyway, um, there's a this is the the big finale to what I've been watching. All right. Last night after you stood me up, mm-hmm. after I had everything set up for the podcast, <laughs> and I sat here for an hour and waited for you, and then you yeah. canceled at the last minute. Yeah. Um, and I packed I'm every straight gangster. And I packed everything up and just traveled back to my house That's what at nine thirty at night with my tail between my legs, yeah, depressed. Well, I, while I was doing a different podcast with my other brother. Yeah. Just oh. depressed. <laughs> I went home. I'm like, I'm going to watch a movie because I was all wound for sound to do a podcast. Yeah. All drugged up because we take a lot of uppers and uh, yeah, I had, I was like two monster energy drinks. Mm-hmm. At, at I get, point. I get that five hour energy in me. Whew. Watch ready, out. I'm ready to podcast for two and a half hours. Get a big bowl of poutine. Yeah. Get me some poutine and a five hour energy. Say it's a boot podcast time. Yeah. <laughs> I watched the movie. Um, had a lot of options. There's, I'm, I'm way behind on movies. Okay. So there was tons of stuff out I wanted to see. Creed two, uh-huh. Bohemian Rhapsody, a uh-huh. bunch of stuff. Uh-huh. Ended up settling on Green Book. Green Book. Really? Which was um nominated I think it won it Best won, Picture and for it was getting slammed like it should not have won. It didn't win Academy Awards for Best Picture, but it won a Golden Globe no, Best it Picture. Did. No, I don't think so. Yes, it did. Green Book. It won, won? Best Picture this year. At the Academy, the 2019 90th? Best Picture winner, Green, Green Book. Book. What did I tell you? Well, oh, that was another movie. <clears throat> and it got slammed. It should not have won. That's what um, they say. It was phenomenal. You liked it a it lot? It was incredible. Really? It it didn't look like anything I would want to watch. Uh, I didn't know anything about it. Except for, uh, what's the... What's the namesake comes from the Green Book is a book that they had whenever this movie took place, the 60s maybe. Um, that was a guide for black people of what hotels they could stay in and what restaurants oh. they could eat in, especially in the South, okay, where so there was segregation. Yeah. Um, this movie is incredible. And like he's got a bodyguard. He's like this. Isn't so he like a the idea of is it is he's like um I can't remember the guy's name, uh something Ali right? I don't know the main um, guy, but anyway, he's like a black guy that's like a musician fame like a genius pianist okay and um he goes on a tour and he's in like in new york and he like lives above carnegie hall and whatever and he's got his own demons um but anyway he wants to go on a tour of the deep south yeah to all these like basically rich people um and do concerts for him but he needs a driver and kind of personal assistant slash bodyguard type character. Mm-hmm. Enter this Italian mobster kind of guy, like blue collar. It's, Leg- Legolas. It is. It's Viggo Mortensen yep. in an unbelievably mind blowing performance. Oh my god, he is so good in this movie. He's a great. He must actor have gained a hundred pounds of muscle or fat? no fat. Really? He's like a big old fat. No way. But I mean, he's like strong, but he's okay. like got a huge gut. And um, 
I don't know if the other guy got nominated for all the Best Actor awards. I don't know if Viggo Mortensen got nominated for anything. I don't know if they did. But I'm telling you, like, he was... I mean, everybody was good in it, but he should have been nominated for Best Actor. His character is Tony Lip. Tony Lip, the Lip. Uh, yeah, it's it's Mahershala Ali, who yeah, was also give me that lip. was in Luke Cage. Hmm. He's the bad guy in Luke Cage. All right, I know who that is. Um, anyway, the the interplay between them two is incredible. Um, Viggo Mortensen, what he does acting wise is uh, insane. He should have won. If he didn't win any awards, he, it's a crime. So what? And he's basically the main actor. I mean, he should be. I don't know if he got like nominated for supporting actor, but he wasn't a supporting actor. He was like the main. Yeah, I'm not sure. But what this sounds like is that I've done you a favor. You kind of did. Because I probably wouldn't have watched that movie otherwise. Yeah, you're welcome. I'm, the Okay. Not only is the movie incredible for the acting and the performances and their relationship and the drama and everything involved with that, mm-hmm. like the spotlight it puts on the racism at the time is incredible okay like i mean do we need another movie that puts a spotlight on racism in the 60s i don't know but this did a really good job of it and like so much that i hadn't seen before yeah and stuff that just makes you be like oh my god yeah this is insanity how like, it was ever possible that this yeah, was going in a on. world that like this existed and really made me like <clears throat> honestly made me rethink everything not that I didn't believe any of that happened but it just it puts it so much in your face right that it's hard to ignore but not in a, like a political way not in a preachy way like in a depressing like humanity way hum- like just yeah, human it was there's like scenes where he goes like, so this guy is like a world renowned, world class thing. And these big groups of really rich people in the South would have him come in and they'd be like fawning all over him and stuff. And then he'd walk out and they're like, they're super excited. He's there and blah, blah, blah. They've paid a ton of money to get him to come there and play. And then he's like, I need to use the bathroom. And they're like, you can't use that bathroom. And there's like a shack outhouse in the back. He's like, that's the bathroom for you. He's like, if I have to use that bathroom, I will be going back to my hotel, yeah. which is a half an hour each way. They're like, okay, we'll wait. No way. Yeah. I mean, this is a true story, by the way. I don't know if you know any of that. This no. is 100% a true story. And at the end, they do the whole thing like these guys remain friends their whole life. And this guy, I mean, Viggo Mortensen's character was super racist before okay. he took this job. Of course. So a lot of it's like his journey. Mm-hmm. It's so good, man. Like, I'll, watch this movie. All right. I will. I It didn't... I literally didn't want to watch it because of the whole race aspect. I just don't necessarily tend to watch those type of movies. And uh, But, I mean, with that review, it sounds pretty dang good. I, I can't, like, I can't say enough good things about it. I wish I would have seen it in theaters. Wow. Like, okay. it, it was super, super good. I hadn't even heard about it until I found out it was nominated for an award. And there's some like big moments like that are pretty powerful. Yeah. In it. Um it's crazy. Like there's this one time they get pulled over by the cops and basically they get arrested because it's called a sunset town in the south and black people can't be out past sunset. Whoa. So they get arrested and put in jail. Uh, it's crazy. Like 
It's a crazy movie. Okay, cool. But um, it's also very like um, hopeful in yeah. a way, in some ways, like inspirational. Because like what he was doing, sure, was groundbreaking. What both of them were, or just the musician? What the musician was doing by okay. doing that in the South at that time was inspirational and groundbreaking. But it's also about him because like he doesn't fit in to the white community. Obviously, he well, doesn't yeah. fit into the black community because he's like rich and you know like doesn't relate. He's mm-hmm. not normal, right? He's an anomaly. He's a genius. You know what I mean? Anyway, I don't. I can't get into the ins and outs of race relations in the 60s but this is a really good movie so i used to call myself a self a bit of an expert on that um but that was probably shouldn't shouldn't call yourself that no you don't think so (laughs) okay so i guess i'll give that up all right that's it that's all what you've been watching the big here we are here we are this is what you're all been waiting for captain marvel our big review of captain marvel um so me and dude and jerry and amy yeah. Went on a double date. Yeah, it was kind of a double date. <laughs> a little bit. To see this in a packed theater. It was literally, uh, I think every seat was taken. So we, every seat was taken. Um, we got to the theater half yeah. an hour early, and the line was four deep down the side of the theater, around into the mall and around the corner. And Jerry texted me, hey, hey, save me a seat. I'm going to be late. Save me a seat. Me and well, Amy. Yeah. I'm like, how am I going to save you a seat? You can't barely get two seats together. And But we literally spoke about this prior to this. You're like, oh, it won't sell out. It's not going to sell out. Like, it won't be that packed. Uh, it definitely no sold. That's a good thing you get tickets ahead of time. Uh-huh. Um, in any case, so right as they were, I, I didn't, couldn't hardly believe that was the line. So I just walked up to ask if that was the line right when they started letting people in and then they just took me and dude's tickets. So we literally <laughs> cut in front of about All 50 of people and we're the first people in the theater got four seats directly center in the perfect it, spot. It was awesome. Cause and when I walked in, I was like, are you joking me right in the middle? It fought people. Uh, yeah. Fought. Then, yeah. Him and dude are sitting there waiting for us and they have a seat on either side of them and are literally fighting off people. When I got there, they were throwing bows. I had to push a guy. He hit an old woman. I did. She was a scroll, though. Yeah. So, anyway, <laughs> we watched the movie. Um, are we going to do like a play-by-play? This is spoilers, guys. Big-time spoilers. Big-time spoilers ready. coming up. So, we're going to do like a little play-by-play on it, okay. and then we're going to talk about what we liked and we, we didn't like, and then any other things. Okay. I feel like you have a better uh, like memory than I do. Yeah? Yeah, I think you're a little bit more like a uh, photo-like image memory guy. Okay. Well, let's do this first. Give me your your rundown, like what your initial thoughts are and your thoughts since you've had two or three days to process it. So originally going into the movie, I was super excited, right? I would say to take it with a grain, you know, both of us were really, really excited for yeah, this movie. Yeah, I, I was pumped for it. I mean, such is why I went on opening night. Um, And I, I was excited because it's a different character. She's just so powerful. Well, before we do that, what, what was your previous... Okay. Um interactions with this character knowledge of this character not a huge i have read some uh books i have read some issues of captain marvel uh are you talking uh pre or post kelly sue deconic 
Uh, no, during Kelly Sudikonik, okay. like during her run, the whole Carol Danvers stuff. So if people don't know, it was what, early 2010, so like maybe 2012 or something, or yeah, 10? something like that. Um, the book was relaunched. Previously, the character was Miss Marvel. Yes. And it was kind of a relaunch, and they There had, was like um, three different characters that she actually was. It was like Miss Marvel, there was a single name... <clears throat> Uh, and then ended up being Captain Marvel. But uh, so yeah. they w- the book was relaunched and taken over by uh, a writer named Kelly Sue DeConnick, and she is actually the wife of Matt Fraction. I don't know if you know that. I didn't know that. Um, no. To much acclaim, the uh, it was a huge, huge runaway success. The book, um, and yeah, this movie is almost one hundred percent solely based off of her comic book run. It is. It is completely based off of that, but they did take some liberties. They took some, some liberties, but for the most part, the story is is based off that, and they've thrown away all old incarnations of any sort yep. of that character. So anyway, I've read I've read some of that. Once I found out a movie was coming out, and I and it was getting closer, I did a little bit of digging, like research backstory on the character. Other than that, I wouldn't say I'm well-versed. Okay. Um, so anyway, I was still excited about it coming out because of her and the the character itself. I think it's a great character. And I'm really excited on how it's going to tie in with the next movie. Um, watching it, uh, you know, it starts out like any origin story would. I just, the, the night of, I was into it. I was into every aspect of it. So so you the before during you enjoyed it. What was your yeah. reaction afterwards? What would you say overall initially your thoughts were after the movie? Uh it's you don't have to expand just like what slow. was your... it's slow in the beginning. Okay. And then it picks up at the end like you would assume it would. I feel like they needed to do a little bit better job of the the flashback stuff. Okay. All of the flashback stuff like learning her past. I think they could have done that a lot better and a little more seamless and quicker. Okay. It just took a long time to get information. So um, my backstory and history of that character is I didn't really know anything about that character. Okay. Until the mid-2000s prior to the Kelly Sue DeConnick run, I did start reading and collecting Miss Marvel during Civil War. So I had a little familiarity, but I didn't really have any preconceived knowledge or research anything because I didn't want to know anything going into it for the most part. So, um, but I was also really excited, but I, was your excitement kind of my excitement, I think was mainly based on me, my feeling that it was going to be a prequel to Endgame. Yes. And I would say, yes, that's part of my excitement. And because I'm, I'm just really excited to have a character in the, in like Marvel that is like a Superman ish type role. Okay. And we'll um, get to that later. Cause that was one of my, I think it's really cool. It's one thing I didn't care for. Oh, so I will say I, it's not a prequel to end game in a, no. and, and really in a significant way. Um, it doesn't, give away a lot it doesn't give i mean other than the fact that you know she's now there and she's going to be a major player in that movie and it it does it gives a good reason as to why you haven't seen her before um 
It does. You know, I, I like how they they did that. So I initially during the movie, I thought it was definitely slow at times. Yeah. Um, and we'll get more into that. But after the movie, I was kind of disappointed, to be honest. I wasn't a huge wasn't a huge fan. Yeah. Upon retrospect, I think maybe I'd like to like it a little more after thinking more about it. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think I was just going in with really high expectations. And when you take those expectations away and judge it as the first origin movie, yeah, it does hold up better. Okay. So that's what I was going to get at is that I think I, I, I didn't, I wasn't taking it as an origin story going into it. And then afterwards realizing it is literally just a plain old origin story of the character. I don't know what else. I don't know why I expected anything different. Right. You know, and then that was somewhat of a letdown that I was like, oh, okay. So we've, I felt like, okay, well, we've just got to trudge through this and then we're going to get to the good movies. It did. It felt like almost like required reading. Yes. Yes, it did. It's like you have to have this in order to understand the character and what she's going to do coming up and in any movie after that. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, and don't take that away. Don't take that as something like it's super bad. It's not. It's it's still good. Um, I just wasn't prepared for it to be like that. Right. You know? So I my big thing was, you know, it wasn't Guardians of the Galaxy, although we'll talk about that, that it, it tried to be at times. And But when you judge it with, like, Thor, the first Thor movie, which I enjoyed a lot. I like the, the second one's not good. No. But as an origin, so the Thor origin, yeah, um, it's in that realm. Okay, where would you put it in the MCU? As far as would you? You don't have to put I mean, it exactly, but it would, you don't have to rank it with a number. But would you put it in the top ten, middle of the pack, or somewhere at the end? Uh, how many movies are even out? Twenty-two, right? I believe. Oh man, this is kind of on the spot. I didn't know I was going to have to do this. I would say. It's probably not top. It's not top ten. Oh, absolutely not. No, it's well. This is my opinion, Christopher. Okay. <laughs> I I would say it's not top ten in my book because of of like I said, it's like a or you said really the required reading part. It just felt felt like that to me, and it was it's super cut and dry. It's I very think you, by the numbers. Yeah, you could you could have easily told the story so much faster and probably better had you just told us the story right? rather than jump around and cut a scene here and cut scenes there. And, and I also kind of felt like I, we didn't really need another origin movie. I thought we were done with origin stories. I understand that you have to tell the origin of the character, but again, do you? I don't do you really, really need to especially anymore? Especially in her case, like I said, you could tell the beginning part of her story in the first 10 minutes of the movie. To, yeah. to be honest, like you could be like, "Hey, she's a pilot. She got fucked up, and like now they take her to outer space with the Cree." I totally get it from the fact that they wanted to have a franchise-based movie based off a female character. Yeah, and I think they needed to do that. And I, I agree. And I'm glad they did. But this could have easily been a situation like a like a Black Panther where it's. Where Black Panther's in two, mo- I mean at least one movie before Civil War is the only one that he's so in. So he's in Civil War, and then they did the origin. They could yes. have done that, yeah, and they maybe should have. 
I think it will. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Either way, like don't just don't do it that way. Like don't do the origin that way. I just don't think. But like you know, who am I? I not Kevin Feige, so you know he thinks he knows what he's doing. So do you want to do a play by play? If you would like, okay, go for it, and then I will give you my opinions on each scene you're talking about. Um, well, I don't know that I've broken down that much, but the movie begins the best way we've seen any Marvel movie mm-hmm. begin to this point of all time. One that came to applause in our theater. Yeah, people were cheering. clapping, cheering. They have an incredible opening Marvel montage. Yep. The Marvel banner that normally has like comic book pages flipping uh, is is all Stanley. One hundred percent Stanley. It's the best part of the movie, in my opinion. <laughs> well, I don't know if it's. I think there's others that are the better. It was really, really powerful, though. Yeah, it is very powerful, especially in a full movie theater Absolutely. when everybody comes to applause and cheering. Yes. If you're seeing it two weeks from now, and there's five people in the theater. And nobody's clapping. It won't be the same effect. It won't be the same effect. But in that theater, at that time, it was moving and it was powerful. Yes, I agree. And it was just plain cool to see. Right. And I thought that was so cool that they did that. I'm glad they did that. And they didn't have to. No, they didn't have to. And he has a cameo in it. And We'll get to that. Yeah. Yeah, I was just saying, like, they could have just left it at that. You know I mean? Like, he's going to have a cameo. And then at the end of the movie, like, say something like in loving memory of Stan Lee, but they didn't they right. did a whole montage of them in the beginning, which is awesome. So they start the movie off. Remind me, do they, they start the movie off on Cree? Yes. Or not Cree, but the Cree homeworld. Oh, why can't I think of it now? Some starts with an H. I can't remember, but anyway. Yeah. And they don't really give her backstory. She's just kind of a training, training soldier type person. They hint at some powers, mm-hmm. and they don't give a little a lot of backstory on that. But they kind of introduce the whole concept of the Skrull, Cree Skrull War. Yes, we've seen the Cree before, and she is a Cree, part of the Cree. Right, we've and seen Cree before, mainly in Agents of Shield. I don't know that we've seen them in the Marvel oh, yeah. Cinematic Universe before. That's about the only place uh, they you. Ha- you have not seen him in a movie. No, and I, th- I believe the same goes with Skrulls. We've seen him in the Marvel, in, in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but in any case, um, they kind of set up the war that's going on, and basically um, they go on a mission. Mm-hmm. Well, she like finally passes her training, talks to the Supreme One or something. Supreme Intelligence. The Supreme Intelligence. They The decree is... Um, ran by a super intelligent AI. Yes. And everyone sees somebody different in this AI, somebody that's like important to them. Basically. Yeah. They, uh, this will come to one of my points later, but you see it's all in your own head. Basically you interface with a computer and it takes the form of your imagination essentially. Yep. Um, that's really hard to explain, but, <laughs> but she does that talks to them, realizes she's ready during your training. They like, uh, keep telling her like like to control her plasma shooter hands. I don't know how else better to explain that. Right. Um, so she needs to control that. Like, don't run off emotion. She finally goes with this crew, uh, led by Jude Law. Yep. Um, what's his name in the movie? Don't know. Starts with a V. 
See, it's always bad in movies when you can never remember anybody's yeah, name. Yeah, and he's a really big part in the in the comic books too. Oh, really? Yeah, he is. Because um, he's the one who trained her, and they have like a somewhat not like a, a romantic relationship, but they have a, ro- a relationship as in like kind of romantic well, relationship, like father daughter. Uh, really? More so. In the I definitely got a romantic vibe. Really? Oh. Well, anyway, I got mentor yeah. mentee type yes. situation, and so anyway, yeah, he's he's in the lead of the team. They go out because there's like scrolls around on this one planet, but they're trying to save a guy who's been like an operative out in the field, and it take you just see their operation. Like that part's really off. cool. I think it yeah. starts off really well <clears throat> as far as that all goes. Then it gets into basically her having flashbacks of kind of her segmented memories of the past. Yep. And, um, you know, essentially what you come to find out is she's from earth mm-hmm. and she was an air force test pilot. And yep. I don't, there's so much to go through. We're going to really do step by step through this. whole. No, movie. we could go faster. Uh, yeah, she was a test pilot. The, the woman that was like in charge of her team, her and this other lady uh, was a, a woman. In the comic books, it's a man. Right. And it goes and that by, was a big a point of controversy, but Walter stupid. Walter Lawson instead of, like, uh, whatever her name is, like something Lawson, yeah. uh, Dr. Lawson. But it, she ends up being a Cree. Yeah, like she's a Cree. Undercover. Undercover Cree, testing out things. Again, in the comic book, it was, like, testing out uh, basically how to defeat the Skrull. And then they he he decides to stay at uh, on Earth to and like fight for the humans. And that he was called Marvel, like his his name was Marvel, and it was Captain Marvel. It wasn't actually Captain Marvel, but it's like M A R dash V E L L. Right. Um. So she was similar to that, but you find out she's a Cree, and then Brie Larson, Captain Marvel, um, figures that out. But it takes so long for that to happen. It does. That's the annoying part. Yeah. I wish they could have got into it a little bit more and you see her as, like, her actually using her powers. And you're also never really bought in. No. No, you're not. And uh, so she gets these powers. So that makes it hard later on in the movie to have any sort of a payoff. Yep. Because you're never bought into any of that. And then also, like, you never get the impression... That she's overcome anything. Well, I shouldn't say that. That's a sticking point because there is an underlying current in this movie, which I think is it's done really well at times and it's over the top at times of her living her life and being told that as a woman, she can't do this. She can't do that. She's not good enough. She's not strong enough. This was a big thing in the comic book. Right. Um, the comic book was kind of thought to be a very feminist empowering book mm-hmm. and it was, and that's why it got so much praise. They did, they tried to do that in this movie and it really, really works well sometimes. And sometimes it falls a little bit over the top. Flat. Unnecessary. Yeah. There's, there's certain points of it that are unnecessary to do. Um, but anyway, I, without getting too much more, I knew this is spoilerific, but there are a couple big twists and turns um that come to pass yes on who the real villains is there's there's some classic villain switching yeah there's a classic swip swap 
but she she crashes down to earth basically and teams up with a basically beat agent Nick Fury. Yeah. Brand new guy. And Agent Coulson to an extent. Agent Coulson, Agent Fury, brand new in in the whole shield. And the scrolls have now infiltrated Earth. The scrolls are shapeshifters, so they're yes. able to take the form of anybody. That's why they're so difficult. Um so that kind of becomes the main threat thread that runs throughout the movie, but there is some pretty big twists and turns. And then of course, third act, it ends, you know, they explain how she gets her powers and then it ends with her realizing her power and overcoming whatever she needs to overcome. Really realizing, you know, how powerful she is. And at the end, boy, do they show that off? They do. They get after it. I like that though. The ending, the ending in that, the very, very end was okay. Um, there were a couple, there were a couple things in the middle there that were just, you know, that, like that fight scene between her and Jude Law. Yeah. That was just, it could have been so much better. Which one? Um, they fought a the bunch. one on the spaceship. Okay. Yeah. I mean, at that point she's still realizing her power. Yeah. And... Yeah, it could have been a lot better. I mean, even the end one could have been better, but it was funny. Well, let me tell you, you know, I, I don't think we're going to do more of the play-by-play. Play. Let me tell you what I thought were the best parts of the movie. Okay. Um, ben Mendelsohn plays Talos, which is one of the Skrulls. Ben Mendelsohn, do I know? The ma- he's the main Skrull guy. Yeah. He, I thought, stole the show. It's very good. Was phenomenal, funny, he reminds heartfelt. Me believable yeah absolutely super good reminds me of joel edgerton and uh edgerton in um uh bright yeah kind of and i will say i did not see that twist coming i didn't either and it doesn't they don't really do that in the books in the comic books that twist comes and it did shock me and it it, and at the and it and at first you're like what are they doing here Mm mm-hmm and then that's exactly that's like literally what I thought in my head as this was transitioning. Yeah, and then it ends up really working. It did. I that bought. I bought into that part. That leads me to my second best part of the movie. That twist with the scrolls mm-hmm. is the best part of the movie because you definitely don't see it coming, right? And it changes the direction of the movie, and it makes me like her her like leader, the Lawson scientist lady. That was Marvell. That's her name. Uh, it makes me like her a lot better because of what like her job was. Basically, her undercover job as a Cree was on the planet. Yeah, and it ties it ties uh, Brie Larson as Captain Marvel to the the Skrulls because of what happened to her. Because it was based off of what Lawson was doing. She gets affected by it, and then it it comes full circle with the Skrulls again. Yeah, I like that. Um, I love the, the flipping of the bad guys. So yeah. who you think is the bad guys by the mid movie aren't the bad guys and other people are the bad guys. I like that. It's always good. Yeah. That, so that right there made me think about it just the other day. Um, that we've talked about it so much, like do the, in the comic book, in our comic book that we're writing, do the tropes. Yeah. Because they still work. They did, and they did. You know, how many times has that been done where you flip script, you know? I mean, I can't tell you how many on. times it's been done in Marvel movies. It's it's unbelievable. Yeah. And and it and I don't hate it. 
I like it. Yeah. You know, and it, it works. It does its job and it's, it's something we should look into. <laughs> the next thing I, I put the Stanley beginning, um, probably my favorite part of the movie is Stanley's cameo. I agree. Once I figured out later on what it was, so because I didn't catch it during the movie. This movie is set in the nineties, 95 to be exact. Yep. Um, and at one point Brie Larson gets on a bus and it's the Stanley cameo. He's sitting there and he is holding a script from mall rats. Yeah. For all you don't know, Mallrats is a movie from 1995, um, written by Kevin Smith, directed by Kevin Smith, and it was Stanley's, I believe, first movie. Was it that he had lines in at least? Okay, I didn't know that. And he's rehearsing his lines, and you can yeah. see the script that says Mallrats on. True it. believer. I thought that was incredible. As a Kevin Smith fan, I'm sure a lot of people didn't grasp that. And Kevin Smith put out a post later, of, like of him weeping, yeah. and saying like, "Wow." Like, I can't believe that I exist in Marvel. But let's think about it this universe. way, okay? What are the implications of that? It absolutely means that Kevin Smith movies and all of his characters and stuff exist in that world. But in Kevin Smith's movie, Stan Lee is Stan Lee, the so creator of Marvel Comics. So Marvel Comics exists in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. And that totally makes sense because it is said, or at least implied, that there is a Marvel Comics and there are comic books of all these characters. Really? Yes, because when Agent Coulson has trading cards. Well, that's different. Never mind. Um, they do imply it somewhere, and I can't remember. Well, they do it in Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, for sure. That's a big part of that. Okay. Um, and I, th I believe there's some other mentions of it, but... Um, so, I think that's just kind of a cool twist. Because... Those superheroes can exist, and comic books of them can exist. Yeah, that would be really cool. That's kind of like Umbrella Squad, because they did. Yeah, it is. Book. It is kind of like that. So that was really cool. Um, one of my favorite and maybe one of the best parts of that movie um, is Nick Fury. Sam Jackson. So this dude, I just another article I read. Uh, on Reddit was about him and it said with him being in over 200 movies he's never like phoned it in nope. like take in any of his movies and look at any of his roles they even whatever role it is he's never had like a big like main character role but um, in many movies anyway but you look at any of his roles and he's always perfect he's always doing he's doing Sam Jackson yeah. which is all you need from him and that's what he does very, very well in every single show he's ever been in. I mean, Pulp Fiction is obviously like an iconic role of his. But there's a movie, Black Snake Moan. Yeah. Did you I've ever see that? that? Yeah. I, he's an incredible character in that. Django Unchained, he's an incredible character in that. Snakes the, on a Plane? Of course. I've never he didn't seen even that. phone that in, though. I've never seen that. You can come into a movie and realize how ridiculous it is and be like, all right, whatever. They're going to pay me. Let's just get this over with. He doesn't do that. And in this movie, they made him look like Sam Jackson of 1995. And boy, they did a good job. The digital aging is incredible on him. It's pretty uh, you, seamless. It you doesn't look tell. like it's digital at all. No. It looks like they just cut his hair. They de-age Agent Coulson, and you can tell. You can. And it's a little... You can just tell slightly that something's off. I don't think it's bad. It's not bad, but um, I'm just saying. And, and he is also great in that movie yeah. for the little bit he's in it. But... Um, Sam Jackson's got a media role, probably his meatiest of the Marvel Cinematic Universe as as Nick Fury. Yeah. He's a main character, really, of yeah. it. It's kind of almost an origin story of him as well. 
I would agree. It is. And it, I love that part. I love yeah, his part. It's great. Um, I like the daughter, uh, Monica, I think is her name. I think that the daughter of her friend. Yeah. I think that they have a good relationship with, you can tell there's a relationship there between her and Brie Larson. Yep. And I think, I don't, I think there's implications for that girl later on in the MCU. And I've read some spoilers that she's going to be a character. Yes. At some point. Um, and I really liked somewhere in the middle of that movie and I couldn't tell you where, but there's a pretty good montage scene where it's her throughout her life being told that she can't do something because she's a girl or a woman. And they did that scene very well. And it was powerful. Yeah, I agree. But when she was joining the military and you yeah. can't do this, you can't do that. Because they do it twice. They do it the first time, but they never show you what happens. And they were and showing they, her fail. They show her failing over yeah. and over again. And then they do it the second time showing her getting up. Yeah. And reading now about that character, that's a big part of that character, yep. is like failing and then getting up. Um, And that scene just... I think maybe, I don't know if it's as a father of a daughter. Probably. Or whatever it was. I thought it was powerful. You, it was good. Yeah. You have a lot more emotional connection to. I mean, that was one like of the things dude said when he got out of that. He's like, I'm just, I'm super excited to show this to my daughter. Yeah. And I could, I could see that. see that for sure. Some of the, was there parts that you liked specifically? Uh, I absolutely like that. I, I guess I couldn't pinpoint parts of it, but there's, it's the whole montage that they do well. That's about the only thing. I think they do well with that. The rest of it is always it's a little over the top. So somewhere. on the nose. I just yeah. meant in the movie in general. What were your favorite parts or any oh. that I hadn't mentioned? Okay, let me think here. I, again, I like the end when she's getting all like Captain Marvel, actual Captain Marvely, because you haven't seen any of her power up to this point. It's a, it's I think a good description of like showing that she can fly with this stuff. Uh, not just shoot stuff out of her hands. She has so much more capability than what you'd ever seen before. And um, I do, it was pretty easy to figure out right off the bat, but, and I guess that's not one of my favorites because it was so easy to figure out in the, like they hold back her power with that thing on her neck. Eh. Oh, yeah. You know, I don't know why you needed to do that. And why wouldn't she have pulled that off? Yeah, that was ago? dumb. I never thought about that, but that was dumb. I don't know why you wouldn't. Like, she felt it. She knew it was there. It was cool, though, that one scene where she had the handcuff things on. That, yes. And then she and blows he, them off finally. Yeah. That actually, that whole up. scene was really good. There's some good action in that scene. Um, That was pretty cool. And I do like it when she's realizing her power. And really, and all these guys are coming around her, and she's fighting people, and she's like so relaxed, like oh crap, like, yeah, that I am was cool. so much better than you guys yeah. right now. I forgot about that. That was cool. It, she she realizes what she could do, and she's like, "This is stupid. Like, let's get let's get this moving." I actually really also liked her costume and like her suit and like how how it's ha- part of her and how they'd have the thing come over her face like yeah. the flight suit and then it was like based off a of flight suit there's been a lot of people say they didn't like the costume oh no but. like i i had always heard positive stuff about the suit because it's exactly what kelly sudikonic did in the in the 
uh, comic books when she changed things on how it is a flight suit. It connects to her. She can flip up the helmet and get the mohawk. Yeah. They were worried that she wouldn't have the like iconic Captain Marvel mohawk that they put on him. And she does, and it looks awesome. And she does, yes. And it does look awesome. She looks badass. And they it. have a great gag where they change the colors of the suit. I was just going to say, I think that's one of the best parts. That's really good. When There's when the, a lot of good humor. In when the little movie. girls change in the costume colors for her. Because I was worried, I was wondering how they were going to do it. I was like, wait a minute, like, it, does she going to have some suit manufacturer on Earth now? Or, like, is Sam Jackson going to pull something out of his butt and get hit, get a suit for her from somewhere that they found from aliens? I, I didn't know what they were going to do. And then it was something just as simple as, I can change the color of my suit and you can do it with your fingers and it will be fun. Right. You know, and I liked that. I liked how they could do it that easily because at least then you immediately get the change and it doesn't have to be some other big story about how she got it. That leads into another thing I guess I didn't mention, but a great part. It is pretty funny. Like it's a pretty lighthearted, fun, funny movie yep. at times. There's lots of good bits in it. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think, I'm trying to think of some exactly. There's a ton. I mean, Sam Jackson, he's funny. You know, there's he's a lot. The whole thing. He's really funny. There's a great bit with agent Colson. Where he radios them. He's like, uh, did you leave me here? Yeah. And there's a <laughs> scroll in the car with yeah. him. Uh, the cat. Him, Sam Jackson's demeanor with the cat, I think, is hilarious. Once you see what the cat is, again, this is all spoilers. I, so. Honestly, I did not even understand most of that. But no, I don't his either. demeanor with the cat is funny. Yeah, once you find out that it's like this big monstery thing. Um, there's some backstory that I don't know. I, I'm not sure either. Apparently, it's in the universe. Okay, well... Anyway, it is a funny movie. I'd like to see it again just to appreciate it on that level. Yeah, but the only time I'm going to see this again probably is going to be a Sunday afternoon when I got nothing to do. It's, I'm, it's not eminently rewatchable. Like right around nap time. Like I said, it was a pretty by the numbers movie. It's just one of those you've seen it once, you kind of you've seen it. And so I'm going to call out one of the listeners. Sorry, bud. Um, I'm not going to. I won't say your name to keep anonymity. But you're going to know who you are if you're listening to this. I got a Facebook message um, from someone that listens to the show about Captain Marvel the night he went and saw it because he had went Thursday night and said, he said, you better make room in your top five Marvel movies. He's like, because one of them is going to have to come down for this one. Uh, I don't know. I think he was watching a different movie than me. I'm not sure if you're caught up on Marvel. (laughs) Um I'm glad you like it, and I do think it's a very good movie. But we said earlier, like, I'm not, it's not cracking the top ten, but You know, it was really funny. Okay, if you compare this to, say, an origin movie. So if you, and, and, and I've always been a little critical of Black Panther. Yeah. Okay? But you put this next I to Black to. Panther, it's, Black Panther it is, is way better. Way better. And, yeah, it really is. Obviously, Iron Man's way better. I I like the original Thor. Love the original Thor. The first Guard- I'd have to rewatch it. It's been so long since I've the seen first it. Guardians movie. I mean, if you can make a cast of characters like that, one of the best movies that Marvel has ever put out, and nobody knew them characters, you could have done a lot better with Captain Marvel. I think. I mean, it's better than the Incredible Hulk. Sure, it is it's better than some other stuff. I I honestly, I mean, Doctor Strange is better than this movie. But yeah, you know that's an origin though. I would put this towards the back of the pack in the Marvel movies, and especially honest. when you come to origins, it's Ant Man was a better movie, I think. 
different movie though not yeah similar. ant-man's different this ant-man's is, a different movie altogether and yeah, i'm, I'm excited risk. about him coming into the end game yeah so i can say some things i didn't care for in the go movie f- go for it um the whole situation with nick fury's eye being a result of that cat absolutely ridiculous horrible does it make any sense no possible way you've lost your eye for that and are going to wear an eye patch the rest of the time. Not only that, but it's a plot hole because there's been previous movies where he discusses how he lost his eye. I think there's a that pretty intense scene in Avengers or Civil War or something. No, it's in Winter Soldier, I think, when he lifts up his eye patch and he says something along the lines of, the last guy that did this to me got what was coming to him or something like that. Okay. And it just doesn't make sense when now they got this weird, almost like tongue-in-cheek It is. It's thing. dumb. It's and it, completely unnecessary to the movie. Completely. Like, and they do kinda, you really need to tell us how he lost his eye in, that, in this film? Well, and they keep hinting at it. They hinted at it earlier in that movie when something else happens to his eye, and they're mm-hmm. like, well, this is the time. Yeah. And, and then later on, something else happens. They're like, well, no, this is the time. And then you're like, and, why and do finally you resign yourself to the fact that like, oh, it was a gag. None yep. of those were actually the time until they finally reveal at the end with the cat, and he starts wearing a. Oh, they bring out patch. the fake. Oh man, I didn't like that. Yeah, and the eyeballs. Yeah, that's Didn't what I'm they, talking about. I forgot about that. So stupid. I will. Um, I will say I'm going to hold my biggest dislike till the end. So I think um, one thing I didn't care for was this movie lacked any real emotional weight. Yeah. She, there's no loss. There's nothing no. that she overcomes. And they don't hint more, at her parents at all because they're just like, oh, she had a bad relationship with her parents, and then they're just like gone. And then there's nothing that she overcomes, and then it's just like, boom, there's an explosion. Oh, boom, you have powers. Well, she's overcoming the fact that she was mind-controlled, um, and they had held back her powers. She overcomes that, but in a way that really is of no... Maybe they, maybe they needed to do something more with that. I just didn't like the fact that it's like um, now just a random explosion gives you powers and now all of a right. sudden you're super powerful. The end, like nothing to overcome here. Yeah, that's, yeah. Um, I thought that I didn't, it didn't look 90s. They were trying too hard to make it 90s. Yeah, it didn't. It wasn't very good with it the 90s. Didn't look 90s. I mean, you can't throw a blockbuster video in and just think that that looks 90s. It just didn't look 90s to me. And they tried to shove it in your face. Like, yeah. here's a blockbuster video. Here's a nine inch nails T-shirt. Here's a this. Here's a that. Yeah. And you're like, your guys are trying too hard here. Flannel. Better wear this flannel but around your. They waist. make comments about flannel being worn around a waist. Yeah. They tried too hard at that. One good Easter egg I just thought of uh, because we were talking about flannels. When she comes off of the subway, um, the first person she runs into when she gets off the train, she like runs into this lady, uh, and it's Kelly Sudeikonik. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, so she's in the movie and gives her like like looks her up and down like, "What the hell are you doing?" One one thing I did hear um, people were talking about was there's a there's a scene where she steals a motorcycle. Yes, and the guy's like says something really like, like, oh, come on, honey, give me a smile, which is like people hate that. Yes. All right. But they make it almost seem like it's like, okay, this isn't the 1970s. Right. 
This is the 1990s. <laughs> people didn't do that. Well, I'm sure they did. Maybe they we're did. not the people that should be. We probably shouldn't even be commenting on it. Because, but whatever. My point is, they tried to do hard to be 90s. We're going to leave the politics out of it. Um, there is a fight scene that's kind of a climactic fight scene um, in this movie that could be really good. It's up on that ship with Jude Law. Yes. And they are building up to it and you feel gra- the weight of the gravity of this situation. And then as soon as the fight breaks out, they break into, I'm just a girl by no doubt. Yes. Okay. Oh my gosh. I forgot about that. So first of all, it's completely <laughs> over the top and obvious out of place. And you know, you just get that feeling like, if they ever scored any emotional points about this is a female overcoming, yes. and this is a female powered, they're like the fact that you they built it. they built you built it all up that and then play I'm just a girl while she's kicking a guy's ass, just seemed like Re- too much. Really sets you back. Trying that, I think. too hard. I yeah I agree. I forgot that they played that music. And not only that, but it almost it was a hor- not only that, but they took. A fight scene and it was boring mm-hmm. like it wasn't a good fight scene it didn't end up to be really that good of a fight scene it, it's just so clear that they tried to be guardians of the galaxy especially in that moment and it didn't work yeah it fell flat i agree with you in the in the space in the space world that they're in they i get, do try to do a little guardians of the galaxy and, and stuff. it's clear with the music that the they're music, trying to do yeah. that and then in that fight scene they're like okay we're gonna build up that they do that in guardians of the galaxy they build a fight scene and then they play like a poppy fun song and it's fun yeah and they didn't have the right tone going into it and then it was the wrong i love no doubt i love that song it just didn't fit and it just felt like it was just an eye roll moment like ugh, yeah I agree with you. I do. And that gets me to my least favorite part of the movie. And oh. that is Brie Larson. Oh, no. I I don't know whether it was a choice on her part to play the character hollow, empty, and emotionless. I mean, with barely a hint of any personality whatsoever. Yes. And I don't know if that was a choice or if that was intent I, I just don't know if it was intentional or it was bad acting. Okay, so here's my take on some of that. I I do believe that so she I think she was you know, an emotional human being prior to the accident. But do you remember how they were talking about that they trans they they trans uh what am I trying to say? Like transplanted her blood? Yeah. Trans transfusion. They fused in Cree blood with her. And the way I took that, because I picked up on that too, how she has no emotion and she comes back and visits these people and her f- best friend is like, you just left us. Like you were gone. Like we thought you were dead. Nobody told us what happened to you. Just your whole body just disappears and nobody knows what happened. And then we're left with that. And she's just like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like she, I think it's something with like that alien blood. Though, or maybe just not remembering anything. Yeah, may, maybe that too, because she doesn't really remember very well. She um, just seems cold and distant, and like half the time it's just like her staring off into the distance. But with I, I a, think no expression on her face. I think they used that. This is just me think, like probably overthinking it. But I think they tried to differentiate her 
from a human being in that tone, like of being cold and kind of like soldierish. Yeah, could be. I just, uh, if it was a choice, I but, don't think it was the right choice. If yeah. it was bad acting, I'd have never seen her act in anything else. Except for Scott Pilgrim. Oh, yeah. She was the singer that okay. was a past girlfriend of Scott's. Well, I just feel like there could have been a lot of people that could have played that role better. I would agree with you. I don't think she is the best in that role. Like, she's no, like, I, uh, I'm i not going to get into that. But I think Gal Gadot, or Gadot of Wonder Woman. Perfect example. Is is phenomenal Blows as Blows it out of the water yeah. as Wonder Woman. And it has so much personality and you just disappear into that character when she's playing it. You know she's foreign. You know she's from a different land. She has absolute emotion, and she's a badass. Yep. You know, and then she, and she doesn't use that. She's not over the top badass. She only does it when she knows she's got to achieve something. Right. You know what I mean? And like to save someone, there is a reason for her to do that. I wanted to hesitate to directly comparing this movie, getting into that space and be like, let's compare it against Wonder Woman. And I'm not going to do Those are two that. women movies. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. But if you are going to compare those movies, I mean, the first half of Wonder Woman is a hundred times the movie this is. Yes. And this is probably better than the second half of Wonder Woman. Agreed. So yeah, the ending of, of, of Wonder Woman, not as good as the ending of Captain Marvel. But Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman is... You know, as an you, acting performance, so much you better. You can't find a better Wonder Woman on, on at this point, I don't think. Yeah. Uh, Brie Larson's Captain Marvel, I think. I hope they give her more to work with. I mean, stone-faced and emotionless. I don't. I just don't understand the choice there. Yeah, I see it. You'll you'll definitely notice that too when you watch the movie. Um, I can get. I, I don't know where we are in time. I got a lot more to go. We're at two hours. Okay. Well, we're not even close to that. So. <laughs> okay. Um, I got some, some things, other things that kind of bugged me, but aren't a big deal. All right. Um, the ending, the spoiler ending where he is naming the Avengers, like the protectors initiative. Yeah. yeah. And then he looks at a picture and sees that her call sign was Avenger. Yep. So he changed it to the Avengers initiative. Um, that is giving, does she have the right to be what the Avengers is named after based off of this movie. Captain America, <laughs> the first Avenger. I mean, you're talking yeah. about, I just feel like they, they yeah, I don't made know. her like that just takes that character and is like, she is all because of her. She based every, well, everything's based on her. I mean, we're going to have to see what happens in Endgame to really understand what her power is. You know what I mean? Like in how, I think she's like a super massive character. I think she's going to be. And this is and going this is into why they're building there. This is why they're saying like, look at this. Like this is what is it is going to be. I don't think they did it well in the first movie. Like you don't see her as the epitome of all superheroes. Well, I will say Especially that's another thing that bugged me. They, she seems way too powerful, way too powerful. She looks in this movie to be more powerful than Thanos with all of the infinity stones. Yeah, I agree. And she essentially has the power from the Tesseract. Yeah. Which is the space, the space stone. Yeah. All right. The space, the space, oops, he's still there. Yeah. The space zone, which grants the powers to like, if I believe correctly, like teleport and do stuff like that. Yeah. But 
somehow inherent manifest as what should be probably the power stone. My point is, it seems like at this point she's more powerful than Thanos, other than the fact that he can blink humanity half of the world out of yeah. existence. But as, in a fight to fight, you know. Well, what I think we're going to see that. I just and it seems like they gave her too much power. I don't know, because at the end of this movie, it's clear that she has a hell of a lot of power. Yeah, it's very clear. I personally like that about it. Um, obviously, they're not going to write it as like she just swoops in and murders Thanos. There's going to be something else going on here. He does have all the Infinity Stones, so he can make reality what he wants right. it at this point. He can make space and time what he wants it. Right. It's really hard to sneak up on him at this point because he literally can control everything around him. Right. So um, I don't know how you can be more powerful than that right now without having some sort of element of surprise. Well, maybe they needed that to if, bridge. The, maybe because they, they thought they made Thanos too powerful. Yeah. Maybe they needed that. Because if you're, I mean, there's, Unless you are absolutely able to sneak up on him, if he knows you're coming, I don't. I mean, there's a lot a of loopholes with Thanos because yeah, shrink Ant Man down to the size of a molecule and have him fly in his ear and then get big again. That's yeah, I get it, but yeah, and then turn into like giant. But man. they can't do that because they did that in DC with the Atom. With the Atom, oh my gosh, you're right. Yeah, and Dark Side, and that's like the that's. Uh, Kevin Smith's like single favorite line yeah. in a comic book. So um, <coughs> another little thing that kind of bugged me with it. There's a moment in he where he says, um, "There's a moment in the Avengers, I believe, or Thor, maybe the first Thor, when Nick Fury makes it clear that they did not know that there were extraterrestrials." Yes, and he says, "You know, he forms the Avengers because they're not prepared for that threat." Right. Okay. Yeah. And he directly says that, that he did not know that there... He, he says specifically that Thor was the first time they knew there was extraterrestrial life. Oh, well, that's false. And he, But he is known to lie. He's a spy. True. But he, in this movie, it's clear, about a decade before that... He that, did not know this. And he, and he brings up the fact that they need to start preparing. Yeah. So that makes you think that in the 10 to 15 years, nothing was prepared. Right. Makes no sense. Um, no, it doesn't. What bugged me too is the score was very boring musically. Mm-hmm. Um, the 90s music was fine, but it just seemed out of place in the movie. They could have had a lot better 90s music with speckled within that movie that could have made it better. It just felt out of place for the tone of the movie. Also, uh, she went missing, I believe, in 1989. Yes. And in the finale, when she interacts with the Supreme Intelligence and they build a world inside of her memories, yeah, Nirvana's playing. A Nirvana song that came out in 1991. Oh. She would not have been on Earth mm-hmm. to listen to that song. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, that's, you catch on that's so a dumb much. Thing. Um. The plane that they make at the end in about ten seconds to fly to fly into outer space and do battle with galactic star starships. Well, they I didn't... understand that it was a Cree engineer that upgraded. I can upgrade that, and then in the space of like an hour, yeah, he upgrades. He it. upgrades it, and then it kind of appears out of nowhere when they were at the the house with the with her friend. They're like talking to her, 
and they show the outside of the house, and then the next time they show the outside of the house, the ship's just sitting there. No, they flew the ship there. Because remember the neighbor stopped by? He's I like, know, but it was like, they said it was like out in the street. Oh, yeah. And then and there's this big grass lot, and there's nothing there, and then they show outside again, and it's sitting next to the house in the grass lot. Hmm. Yeah. Continuity. There continuity. was continuity. Continuity. Yeah, there's some plot holes in this movie. I will say it doesn't matter what I say or what you say because Captain Marvel has made over $500 million Opening to date. Yeah. Uh, Worldwide. It's, it's done very, very well for itself. And rightfully so. It is still a very good Marvel movie. Yeah. All of you guys will probably like it when you go and see it. And you'll probably say, like, you guys are idiots. I think it's really good. I liked it better upon reflection. My initial reaction after the movie was that it was slow, that it was very boring at times, and the ending, yeah. the third act, was not great. I had I had some issues in the middle of it where I was, it was, like, really hard for me to stay awake. Yeah. No joke. And the third act is, is very formulaic and not by the... And, um... Uh, Jude Law's character was boring, and yeah, it is. He could have had a much bigger role. Not good. I mean, he wasn't great in that movie. I mean, he had a big role, but he's didn't have much to chew on. You know what I mean? He's essentially a bad villain, really. Yeah. Marvel getting back to the bad villains. Yep. They don't do them well most of the time. They don't, except for uh, coming up in Spider Man. I was a little when I got out of that movie. I was a little dumbfounded. To see the just overwhelmingly good reviews. Yeah, it was all positive, 100%. And I don't know that I felt that they were justified. I agree. But who am I? Yeah, I don't want to be, I don't want to be super hard on it, but um, it's again, it's not in my top 10. So I feel like if you missed it in theaters, I wouldn't sweat it. Don't worry about it. Yeah, see it at home. There's, you're not going to see I mean, if you're listening to this at this point, you've probably already seen it. You've, yeah. Well, that's true. Good point. So that's it. That's all I got on Captain Marvel. Okay. I mean, that's all I got re- with it, really. Um, I thanks for sticking with us, guys. We're yeah. That was a that was a trek a into the world of Kevin discussion or Kevin. I was going to say Kevin Marvel, Captain Marvel. It. I don't. I. I just can't wait for Endgame. This sets it up to where I cannot wait for I it think either. I think my problem with this movie was I wanted it to be Endgame so <laughs> yes, bad. Yes, I that agree. I, when it wasn't, I was a little like... If it was further away it from almost Endgame... almost frustrated me. Like last year further away. I wouldn't even bother me. Yeah, it wouldn't have bothered me either. But you're right. I, I want Endgame to happen so bad right now that I can't. And, and we've still got Shazam in between. And they didn't really like reveal Gonna have to anything... See towards it there's a post-credit scene that's good yeah that I is like good. it there's um some extra footage that has come out from the endgame trailer that wasn't put in the trailer but it was played to a private viewing okay. audience for something oh. and they show nebula with captain america in Ooh, that similar really? kind of scene as that and nebula was left on the planet with tony stark uh-huh so that's true. I mean, we've no, seen Tony Stark on that Tony spaceship. Tony Stark's in a ship, I thought. But, you know, I just... I thought he was, like, floating alone Yeah, but we don't space. know at time, what time in the movie and blah, blah, blah. Okay. But it's early on in the movie because Captain America still has a beard 
and they show him clean shaven later in the trailer. Okay. Yeah. So. Oh, gosh. I can't wait for that. Again, there's Shazam in between. That's a DC property. Not super excited about it, but I'm going to see it. <clears throat> it should I be fun. think that looks good. I mean, I'm not I'm not clamoring for it. No. I like Zachary Lev, Lev, Levi. Levi. Levi yeah. I like him a lot. I'm curious about it. I am too. I, I don't know if be I'm a fun. I don't know if I'm curious enough, curious enough to see it in the movie theater, but I probably will. I probably will too. That seems Just like a good one to bring kids to. Yeah, it's something to go to, and it's going to be a fun movie. I think it's going to yeah. be DC's first fun movie. We'll see. Although Aquaman was kind of fun, but it still gets dark. Didn't see it. You should. <laughs> you should see it. So. That's all I got for this week, man. All right, guys. You done? I'm done. I'm done. See you next time. Let, hey, let us know what you want us to talk about next week. We don't have any topics on the docket. so Truth. We don't. All righty. We kind of fly by the seat of the pants. Yeah. All right. See you.